What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Legit Cool, the greatest and the coolest podcast in the multiverse. <laughs> I'm joined. I am joined by my good friend Nathan once again. What is up, Nathan? What's up, River? Uh, many things. Many things are up in my life at the moment, but. Uh, one thing that I'm very excited to talk about is our latest MCU edition. So I'm um, I'm just here and ready and uh, ready for a let's preface it now very spoiler heavy podcast. <laughs> I'm go- I'm glad that you actually prefaced that now because I I'm pretty sure we always forget to say to everybody that it's a spoiler. And we'll probably say it in the first sentence after after the <laughs> intro. <laughs> but let, let's be honest, are you excited to talk about this movie or? <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am, I am, I am, I'm, um, okay, okay, I'm, okay. uh, yeah, well, I was just kidding, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, we've had a wild ride with, uh, phase four MCU and, uh, and yeah, we have I, mentioned that in the previous, uh, episodes of some of our MCU content, we have mentioned it's, uh, it's a pretty rocky road right now. It's, uh, yeah, just like this, the treat rocky road, um, chocolatey and gooey <laughs> and. <laughs> it's, it's uh, like where are you going with this i don't know, I don't know. i'll uh, i'll end it there how are you today river <laughs> i'm doing good man i'm doing good had a nice weekend pretty relaxed um probably too relaxed uh <laughs> but but for a good reason um now i need to start my week off um pretty productive and you know get get some of these podcast episodes up you know with mm. like we said in the previous one the dark knight rises when we did the uh, our latest legacy series episode if you haven't uh caught up to that then you should check it out the dark knight rises um you know we mentioned in that that uh oh, it's been a while since we've done podcasts but hey we only did the dark knight rises a few days ago now we're on to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So it's really yeah, good boy. to be back on that podcast. Horse, horse, horse. I don't know why I struggled <laughs> to say horse. <laughs> um, so yeah, really, really good to be back and doing this. Hells and yeah. um, as you would have guessed, listeners, we are doing Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, big, big movie to review and recap and i'm pretty excited to to even though i was joking about it before i am actually pretty excited to talk about this um for better or for worse (laughs) um but what do we what do we just start this off by you nathan why don't you give me your first what was your first feeling when the credits started to roll what was your like very first feeling i um I did have a sense of a bit of finally, like finally, uh, we're in for finally the movie's finished. Oh. No, 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 no! Like, oh, as the, as the end, as the end credits. Oh, sorry, I think I misheard you. As like the the, the starting credits as the Marvel. Dun, 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 dun. Oh no, 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 no! Sorry, no, no, the no, end no, credits. End of the credits. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was a little mixed. I was a little mixed. Um. I, I I did mention before we started this cast that I, I'd love to do a uh, a little bit at the end of our our review on uh, alternate uh, post credit oh, scenes. Alternate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was a little mixed for direction moving forward, but uh, overall I was I was very satisfied uh, around mm-hmm. the story that was told. Uh, though mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the story I wanted to be told, but that's okay. I, I'm um, 
I'm one of those MCU stands that is very happy to um, appreciate what is brought and not be too devastated about the things that I had hoped for. However, you'll hear when I get to my post-credit scene the things I would have hoped for. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've actually about- always got some pretty good uh, like ultimate endings for post-credit uh, scenes. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, I should I should be a writer for for Disney. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Disney Star exactly. Wars MCU. Uh, yeah, it's my resume. Let's go. Uh, what about what about you, River? Because uh, you you got to see the end credits twice in one night. <laughs> I did. I did. Actually, three times because so, you joined. You joined uh, our end credits. We were in a oh, different yeah, showing, true. and River, after his first showing, came and snuck into our cinema just as ours was finishing. Yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. because uh, your your screening was like half an hour after ours, because um, you couldn't quite make it to the six pm one. Uh, so yeah. you jumped to six thirty. Was that yeah. it? Yeah, well, yeah, our yeah, one was six pm. Um, yeah, so I did sneak in and see it for a second time. Second, so no third. No, that would be the second time. The second time. time was with uh, JC. JC. <laughs> oh, the third time, yeah. Um, so when the credits rolled, um, I kind of thought, oh, that was Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. So lots of disappointment. Lots of disappointment, but. I did enjoy a lot of it. I did enjoy a lot of it. Um, lots of Marvel MCU um, bits and pieces to eat up. Absolutely, things to like nerd over. Like lots of nerdgasm moments. You know, I was, I'll be, you know, one of the first to say that I am like the one shouting in the in the cinema. Maybe I, I lead some of the roars. Who know? Who knows? <laughs> um, I can't hear everybody else roaring because of my own roar, <laughs> claps and cheers and whatever. <laughs> Um, so all of those things, yeah, all of those things are fun and exciting, but is the movie good? I would say the movie is okay. I definitely didn't love it. Uh, I I think it's okay. I liked it. I liked liked uh, parts of it. I'm very curious for your number at the end. Uh, Oh yeah. My out of 10 rating. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's just like how I initially like sort of think about it. and and I want to obviously get into the details of this and we should do that by sort of let's go through a little bit of an introduction to the film let's talk a little bit about like the cast and the crew how the film sort of came to what it is now um and uh where is Doctor Strange um you know because that was the biggest question going to this film where is Doctor Strange mm-hmm. at this point in time at the timeline which we also get a confirmation of what timeline we are in well we got a big cheer for that i mean i was probably the one that cheered the most but i was like oh they said 616 do you have a cheer in that moment i I don't think so it was funny because i think when i saw you when you rocked up into our our cinema i was fairly Mm. sure that they had mentioned 616 when um uh jake um jake gyllenhaal's character mysterio mentions it in spider-man uh far from home that mm. I, when he is talking about his fake multiverse and and mm. and 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 this would be something interesting to talk about with MCU's uh sometimes light-handedness with building their concepts. So I think that mm. movie was the first movie to conceptually put the idea of multiverse out there even though in that movie mm. it was a fraud. It wasn't real, you know. Mm-hmm. I yep. Yep. yeah, but I think he might have mentioned 616 at the time. 
he does mention a timeline. He mentions uh, like the, the different number. sort of designated um, uh, time. I can't remember exactly which number he said. He, yeah, you, you're probably right. He might have mentioned six one six. But this is definitive. I, this is definitely definitive. This is like proper confirmation. Whereas that, yeah, it, it was like you're saying, it was a it was a big lie. It was a big show because that guy's an actor, or at least in the comics, he's an actor. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So Doctor Strange. This is post Spider Man No Way Home. There's also a mention of Spider Man in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that is that we're unsure on is how long after Spider Man No Way Home is it? Is it the day after? Is it two days after? Is it one week after? It's two weeks after. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I want to touch on, like as we talk about this movie, is mm-hmm. the, the MCU's ability to never tell us exactly where in the timeline that is, and that also. I mean, that's just the Marvel method. They like to not give, like, show their, all their cards. Uh, sometimes it can be a little bit annoying to not know where in the timeline it is because they're playing sort of smoke and mirrors because there's going to be some big reveals and they, yeah. they want to purposely disorientate you as a fan. Sometimes I I find it more frustrating than, like, exciting. <laughs> it's like, well, you, well, you get a bit of whiplash as well, right? Like in hmm. in, in things like this where it's like, oh, like what what was going on and 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 to be fair of like this last bout with phase 4 we've jumped around a lot like like even mm. if you think of loki loki's technically even though it's outside the timeline technically taking place after the first avengers like it's right yeah yeah and and yeah, yeah. this movie too and this is this is more back back a house stuff is this movie too was slated to come out before spider-man with mm-hmm. Uh, again, guys, spoilers Spoilers are on. America Chavez was supposed to be the one to find the Peter Parkers, not Ned Leeds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, because of COVID, because of uh, shooting conflicts, they weren't able yep. to bring her into that movie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, yeah. That I think there's an element of MCU being, or Marvel and Kevin Feige being strategic with what they could do at the time. Yeah, yeah I guess for what it's worth, you know, they, they probably tried to, to bring us and present us with the best prop, like the best versions of whatever um, had to change from the original mm. plan. Absolutely. But um, like, you know, on that timeline thing, and we will talk about this a lot more throughout the film. Um, it's, it's more frustrating to me because um, it's hard to develop real stakes when you don't know where exactly in the timeline is. Mm. And this requires a lot, a lot more explanation, but um, it's really difficult to kind of go, okay, this is an impending problem, but how is this affecting the other parts of the multiverse or how is this affecting the other parts of Earth? You know, for the most part, we've only really had stories in, in Phase 4 that are all primarily Earth. We haven't actually gone to the outer reaches of the vast universe, let alone other universes. Other multiverses. And, multiverses. and like most of this movie takes place in a different multiverse. Hey? Oh, in a different universe. In a different right? universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the film is a sequel to the to Doctor Strange, obviously from two thousand and sixteen. No, two thousand seventeen. I think yep. it was Doctor Strange yep. when it came out. Um, it's also a sequel to Avengers Endgame and WandaVision primarily. Um, this is and, part and of the Spider-Man. problem that I have with the movie. You could and even say Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. No way home. <laughs> but this is part of the problem that I have with the movie. Is that it's called Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. It should mm. actually be called WandaVision season two. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think yeah, it should have been yeah. called One Division House of M. To be honest, that would have been. 
Mm, but you know what? The House of N is a much better story compared oh, to yeah, what we yeah. get in this movie. Would, well, much, and much we're kind of, I think, I, you know, if there was anywhere that Wonder's story, <laughs> sorry guys, we are, we are really right into it. <laughs> and anywhere that Wonder's story could go, it, it could really go into a House of M story next. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, so this is the 28th film. Wow. 28th film and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the 11th installment of Phase 4. This movie was released on May 6th, two days after Star Wars Celebration. Did it anybody is. celebrate May the 4th? I feel like, like hardly anybody celebrated Didn't May the 4th. did we see it on May the 4th, though? We saw it on no, May No, we saw 4th. it on May 5th. Yeah. yeah. Which was May 4th in the United States, and that's when the Obi-Wan trailer dropped as well. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, what's there to celebrate about May 4th at the moment? Except for Obi-Wan. Mm. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, definitely not celebrating Boba Fett, that's for no. sure. <laughs> Sorry, Boba. Uh, yeah, so we, we got to see this on the day before release, May 5th. Um, you know, Marvel Studios, or maybe not just Marvel Studios, but a lot of big films like to do their whole kind of pre-release opening to kind of get all those nerds in and and um shout to the to world like the, how good or how bad it was <laughs> to keep the cinema civil on the opening day <laughs> yeah yeah true 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 um so it's been less than a week since the movie was released and this movie in, initially and i'm pretty sure this was the final budget you know going from scott derrickson to sam raimi actually i'm not really sure about this the the budget for this film was 200 million dollars i'm not sure if that was the $200 million that was then given to Sam Raimi because Scott Derrickson had already done quite a bit with the film. He established the story. He established the characters. He, I'm pretty sure he established like all the arcs for every single character in this film. Um, and that was all um, based upon the idea that it was going to be released before Spider-Man. But nonetheless, the budget of $200 million as of today may... What is the date today? <laughs> May 9th. <laughs> um, the domestic gross for this movie is $185 million, and worldwide it is $450 million. So it's doing pretty good. It's yeah. really almost halfway to a billion, and it's been less than a week. So it's performing super well in cinemas, which I'm not surprised about. It's only opening weekend. You know, opening weekend is always going to be a big one for Marvel Studios, regardless of how bad a movie could be or how um, obviously how good a movie could be. Um so yeah, it's directed by Sam Raimi, and it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously coming back as Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, Elizabeth Olsen played playing Wanda Maximoff and Scarlet Witch, Chiwetel Ejiofor um, playing Carl Mordo slash Baron Mordo. Carl. Yeah. So Carl Mordo, I think, is the Earth eight three eight, and yeah, Baron so Mordo is six one six. Six one six, yeah. But it's a little confusing because we never see 616. <laughs> no, Mordo. no, we don't at all. Maybe he was originally in the – I think he was part of the original iteration for the film, oh, Baron Mordo. Okay, yeah. Which, yeah, would have been nice. It, it would have been, been good nice to see a continuation of his story. And, well, uh, we're going to jump around a lot of this. But if like, he <laughs> gives us anything to go by, uh, there is a real – you wouldn't say character assassination, but a danger mm. of creating a new character out of a parallel universe character um, mm. that changes stakes. So anyways. it changes stakes, and it's yeah. it's pretty hairy, hairy uh, scripting. But um, I like I like Chiwetel in this. It was, it was good fun. It was yeah, good to see him. Good yeah, to see him back. He's all right. He's all right. 
then we also got Benedict Wong coming back playing Wong. Um, now we have America Chavez, which I'm not sure how to pronounce her first name, so I'm just gonna like try. Um, it's probably like Cho Chitil, Cho Chotatil, Chotatil, yeah, Chotatil Gomez. Yep. Um, and then we've got Michael Strahlberg um, as Nicodemus West. <laughs> he was great. And, and Joe's. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. And then Rachel McAdams obviously coming back as Christine Palmer, playing two versions of Christine Palmer, by the way. Mm. Earth 838 and Earth 616. Um, so let's dive in deep. In this movie, let's let's get into the recap, and there's quite a lot in this recap, but we will uh, we will sort of um, do a lot to condense it. We won't be able to run through the entire film, obviously. We'll just touch up on the things that um, mean the most of the story, how the story was actually portrayed. Um, maybe even talk about like what the story could have been if Stock Scott Derrickson had stayed on board. Mm. Um, which, by the way. I would have loved to see Scott Derrickson finish off this film rather than Sam Sam Raimi. It almost feels like, and this might be controversial, it almost feels like the whole issue with uh, Justice League, Zack Snyder passing it on to Joss Whedon, and then it's 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 clearly not that because that Justice League is absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is garbage. I'm saying that um, there, there there is isms, the Raimiisms. There's those Raimi-isms that um, he's clearly got in this film, and this film really feels like a Raimi film. Mm. Um, and he took over this film completely. He didn't he didn't jump into the middle. Like, he took over it completely right from principal photography. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a little bit like that. But, yeah, let's get into this. Mm-hmm. Act one. Let's start with the opening scene. Instead of, like, reading throughout... Um, this first part let's start with the opening scene yep. you know we got um defender strange with the long ponytail <laughs> <laughs> it's like an undercut ponytail um it's uh it's a cd book owner cd book owner someone that um it's also <laughs> it's also like another um poor representation of bad wigs in the mcu <laughs> by the way yeah, yeah. um the wig situation in the mcu i'm so so I, like fit up the same Stephen strange particularly his whole hairdo thing it just, just looks it looks like on. cosplay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating i don't know because like it's like if man benedict cumberbatch he wears his hair like if you just think of him in, in sherlock he wears his hair so well in that mm, and mm. and and just in this it's like uh, all over the it's place it's like dude you're wearing a wig dude and you look like you're going to comic-con right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're in the gap junction, which is the space between universes. America Chavez is the first time we see America Chavez on screen. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of her introduction, I suppose. We see Defender Strange. They're running down this like um, crazy pathway that's like right in the middle of the gap junction, yeah. and it all looks like really warpy, and it really feels like it's in space. Um, uh, it's all a little bit chaotic, you know. The camera angles is like all over the place. Um, and the whole look of this kind of gap junction, the first thing that I thought when I saw this was like, this looks like a really bad CG, um, a budget of like $50 million. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) 
there's a lot of high energy in the beginning. Like yeah. I, I love, I really appreciate the high energy. I really appreciate the the pace and and kind of what we're going to be diving into, which is a good impression for what the movie is going to be about. Multiverse mm. of Madness. I'm like, all right, this is pretty mad already. The energy is high. I'm going to try and forget that the whole thing looks super fake. <laughs> I'm just going to try and focus on what what's going on on this scene. But it was a little hard for me to kind of like take on board. How did you kind of feel about that? <laughs> I, I felt i felt um i really enjoyed like uh this the synergy of the the the, the whole intro to the to the movie like energy action all of that i think that's something that i get very amped about and and, and it's, it's obviously a bit of a marvel thing uh and and it's something that i think and um, Avengers Infinity War did so well, right? It's where you have this immediacy of action and this immediacy of stakes. Uh, I, I I found that it was trying to do what Guardians Galaxy 2 did, but just mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, filmography, the CG, all of that, it just doesn't seem to have that stamp of, like, quality. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and mm-hmm. it's not just the CG thing. It's a – it just felt a little rushed – and quite close up and a little claustrophobic. Um, and suddenly mm. like new strain, um, like alternate strangers dead. And um, there's the book of Ashanti and it felt a little bit like a, a bad episode of Dr. Who. That's, that's kind of mm. what I felt. Um, and what took me out of it as well, especially, and I know it might be a thing in the comics. I'm not sure, but the fact that America Chavez is multiverse, power when she breaks through it turns into a star it's just really off-putting <laughs> just give me a round <laughs> portal you know like i was like i just feel yeah. like um and, and it was, it's two on the nose two on the well, nose well moon knight did it as well when they're like building them well we'll get that to this in out sorry spoilers for moon knight uh, <laughs> <laughs> um when they turn the map in moon knight into a star shape by sticky taping it together i'm like not an um, actual like child's drawing of a star guys come on like anyways i know that that gave me a bit of a gripe but um, I did. I did love seeing um, alternate Doctor Strange get killed straight away. It very much mm. screamed back to Loki. But again, like Loki, this felt like what Doctor Strange, um, Doctor Who is, except just not as good. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like a TV series. It did feel like a, a very sort of small production yeah, TV especially series, especially when he's like... speaking in Spanish too. <laughs> yeah, speaking in Spanish too. I'm like, oh, this feels really cheap, and it feels feels really. Uh, um, rushed i think yeah. uh you're right about that it feels really rushed and cla- it's, it's interesting that you say claustrophobic because it does feel like that because the the choices around camera movement in this was all really sort of over the shoulder close-ups on their face mm. um close-ups between the two of them i'm like dude you, you guys are in like the gap junctions space between universes make us feel like you are in the gap between the universes like this is an awesome like epic space Rather than just yeah, another and you're not movie. utilizing the space at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so like all of that stuff is kind of running through my mind when this whole scene plays out, and I'm like, ah, oh, uh, all right, um, uh, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. <laughs> um, but yeah, it did feel rushed. I, you know, I've seen it for a second time now, mm. and when I watch that scene again, I'm sort of thinking, wow, I feel like this is half of a longer scene. I feel like mm. Scott Derrickson might have a uh, actually wrote this whole scene created more stakes created more stakes in it maybe develop a bit more of like what's going on and why certain things are happening the way it is Mm. um 
and he would have shot it a lot differently. And, and I think the saturation would have been a lot lower. This is also coming to one of the biggest problems I have in this movie is that it's just overly saturated in so many sequences. I get you going through the multiverse and you want to create a lot of color and all that kind of stuff. When you're in that gap junction, I'm like, okay, I think the saturation is okay, but the way you're shooting with this kind of saturation, I'm not really a big fan of. They could have shot a little bit different. And and there's it, the movie sort of lacks consistency because when you're going into these highly saturated areas, you're kind of like, well, what about the areas that you're in, say, the Kamatage? It's not overly saturated, especially when you're inside the Kamatage. It feels like a dark horror film. But then when you're in outside. like the Gap Junction, yeah. you kind of lost that consistency. That, that tone is completely different. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's kind of a jarring experience. Like It's funny. It's um, like if you think of it um... – it's similar actually to my feelings on the color grading and the cinematography of Shang-Chi. When you're in the real world, it feels a bit too poppy. And then when you're Mm -hmm. in alternate dimensions, like um, whatever the dragon place is in Shang-Chi. I can't remember what that (laughs) is. Yeah, I can't remember the name. (laughs) Tali? Tali or something like that? Oh, Talo. Talo, Talo, in Talo. I think it's Talo, um, yeah. Talo almost looks like a set. Like, it's like, oh, there's like the rosy greens. and It doesn't, and that, it doesn't feel like a large place, no. Yeah, and I think this is like what M- the MCU is now starting to lack is a sense of cinematic consistencies. Mm. This, like this, feel, this, this movie felt a little B-grade in that sense. And... Um, and I, I did feel that a little bit with America Chavez's character as well. Uh, but I, and and this will be something that might crop up a lot is just the the dialogue and the writing isn't very strong. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. um, oh, like it's like there's no way like there's no there's no other way we have to get to the Book of Ashanti and it like zooms in on the Book of Ashanti and, and the Book of Ashanti looks like it's made of like um, like plastic and it's. There's, there's just this, like, these super elements. Cheap. Yeah, it looks super cheap. It actually looks yeah. like a 90s, like, TV show. It's like, you know, when they, when they get to the end of, uh, like, the chapter, they're like, oh, we found it. It's almost like a cheap version of uh, going to, like, um, Kingdom's... Oh, wait, what's the Indiana Jones movie? Um, oh, yeah, uh, The Crystal Skull. It looks like The Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. It's, it's kind of like going to that, but it looks cheaper than that. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, like, yeah. what is this? Um, Ooh, sorry, sorry like, we're shitting on, <laughs> shitting on this movie already. But, we no, we have movie, we yeah. have good things to say. I have good things to say. We do. I don't know about yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I have a lot of good things to say. Um, so after this whole kind of like, um, it's almost like an epilogue to the film because this kind of sets up where the film is going to go. Um, turns out that this is supposedly a quote unquote dream, dream. which we find out later. That it's not really a dream. He wakes up. Um, that transition to him waking up, and then it quickly switches to him looking at the the watch i was like man what is this fast cutting like i don't mm. understand mm. Like these like you just went from like a really high energy um scene into like super fast cutting from him waking up looking at the watch and then and then getting up getting changed i'm like oh okay P- this please please i hope this is not the pace of the film <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like you're sure. not really taking the time man just like chill out take your time take a bit of breath anyway so he does that he puts on his suit um and he gets ready to um, go outside and he's on his way to the wedding. So the yeah. first part of the movie is a big chunk of this wedding and we're now sort of reminded 
oh, it's a little bit of a reminder of where he was at the end of the first Doctor Strange movie, but it's also us catching up on where he is with his relationship with, uh, um, with Christine. Christine Palmer, which I have some thoughts about, and unfortunately going to be negative thoughts, but what did you think about this whole thing of this is now, we've missed out like a massive part of their history. Yeah. You know, they were kind of on the same terms, right, at the end of, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange yeah. We've never seen Christine Palmer in any of the Disney Plus series. We've never seen her we in saw any her in What of If. The... What die. If. Yeah, we I saw guess her we die saw a lot in What If. I feel like that, yeah. that, the What If episode, which I guess you could say is the last moment where we get to, uh, yeah, because Spider-Man really doesn't delve into who Doctor Strange is at all. But in What yeah. If, no. the key concept of that episode and then the finale of What If is around mm. a Doctor Strange and his in, intrinsic relationship with Christine mm. and how much, yeah. like his, like his uh, in the first movie, the intrinsic relationship was him and his ability to do surgery. And what if it was about his key relationship with Christine and how mm. that is a relationship that is so important to him that he would completely destroy himself for it. And that's what mm. you see happen in that what if episode and you see mm. what Dr. Strange can become. So I feel mm. like that, that, that what if episode <laughs> did more heavy lifting for Dr. Strange's character <laughs> than this whole movie. Did. I was he, just about to say that. Oh my gosh. But, but that, yeah. so, so yeah. So, and, and this will be something about wonder when we get to it, but like going into this and him going to a, a, um, a wedding, I knew mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people will have gone to see this movie who haven't watched the What If episode. I knew, mm-hmm. even though other people wouldn't, that this would be heartbreaking for him. But I knew mm-hmm. that from a TV episode, episode yeah. four of a, a show that a lot of people didn't bother watching, or if they watched it, they yeah. wouldn't have even got to that episode. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. And we also see it in the trailer as well. Like They give it away that, you know, Christine Palmer has actually moved on. Um, and one of the things that... One of the things that Strange mentions, like in that little, that really short dialogue um, piece between him and the Doctor um, <clears throat> from the first movie, um, they they do touch up on the fact that the blip has happened. You know, five years had, had passed. You know, Strange says something along the lines of, um, um, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't know because I was, I, I what do you say? I not dissolved. He didn't even say blip, but." Um, I was dusted was for five years. That's what he says. Yeah. Um, so we we do get a little bit of a, like a, a touch up on that piece of the timeline, but yeah. um, we've missed out a whole history between them. You know, without thinking about the What If series, we've missed out a whole history between them from where they were in Doctor Strange and up until now. And to me, I'm kind of like, well, that's like <laughs> there's a lot of story that we don't have here that's established, and yeah. it sort of made me think. Why didn't you make Doctor Strange two about similar to what you did with Episode four and What If? Yep. Because What If, man, that What If episode is ten times better than this movie, in my yeah. opinion. And it was, like, I think, it was graded as the best of the What If episodes as well. Like, yeah, it, it was so it damn good, and it did so much for that character, and it was perfect from yep. when we when we first. Well, sorry, when we last saw Doctor Strange in Avengers Endgame, and even after his first movie, it's, it was like the perfect um, sequel to his arc to that, as a yeah. character. And it was dark. It was it amazing. Ends so it was dark. Sad. like that's an episode. I think it's the first episode of What If that ends 
with no hope. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just, the it's one of two properties of the MCU that ends with no hope. The other one yeah. being Infinity War. Yeah, true, true, and mm. and and I remember that because at that point in the show, the Watcher hadn't intervened yet. He just saw this Doctor Strange in his own broken multiverse uh, universe, and it's it's like damn, damn. Mm. And I think that's what actually a lot of people got hyped for into this movie from the trailers was thinking that that same Doctor Strange was returning, uh, but mm. it's, it's not someone else. So but it's it. not. It's a it's it's a movie featuring Doctor Strange. <laughs> Several. Four Doctor Strangers that we don't really care much about. <laughs> yeah, for all the Doctor um, Strange in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what I was thinking when this whole wedding sequence is happening. I'm like, man, there's like so much missed story here, and I'm like, wow, yeah. I, I, is this the way the movie's going to go? Are we going to just like glance over a bunch of stuff that should actually mean a lot more to anchoring these characters a bit more emotionally, especially? And then, sure enough, you know the way the movie ends. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I guess I knew this when I kind of saw the wedding sequence. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get this wedding sequence, right? And um, some they, there's there's a bit of dialogue to try and, like, there's a little bit of exposition to try and kind of justify, you know, where the relationship, you know, between Strange and Christine. And I think the, the dialogue sequence is good. You know, they're good actors, they're good performers. Mm. But this is not the, the... The next time that we only see this is towards the end but it's with a variant of mm. christine and so there is there is an attempt to have like a through line for um this emotional relationship between him and christine there's an attempt to it but then it kind of falls flat and it kind of doesn't mean anything considering that he's trying to continue that consistency with a variant of christine yeah. and to me i'm kind of like well I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. And Christine, as a character, almost says it in a meta way. She's like, this doesn't mean anything to me either because I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're different. Which, which, you know, pause for thought. This is going to be really maybe telling for where if the MCU continues in this direction, which plainly it is. It'll be interesting in Guardians 3 with Chris Pratt's uh, Star-Lord and Gamora. You know, like... The, and sure. That, that, yeah. that, that's... Um, this is the danger again. That character assassination of the hard work that's happened over over ten years now of, of storytelling. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. some of it is starting to be superfluous, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll get we'll get to that with this whole eight is it uh, eight three eight eight three eight universe this yeah. eight three eight universe and the stakes and the lack of stakes that come from it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to talk about that 838 part, by the way. Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this whole thing happens and then they're sort of rudely interrupted by uh, Shima Gorath, by the way, if, if uh, any of the listeners um, don't know who that big uh, tentacle creature with the one eyeball is called Shima Gorath, um, very popular monster in Doctor Strange comics. Uh, but Shima Gorath is, uh, is under a spell, which we later find out under a spell from Scarlet Witch um, is just wreaking havoc in the middle of New York. And you have a bunch of people like bystanders getting their phone out, doing the relevant thing of the 21st century, get your phone out, record everything. Um, But I do love how Dr. Strange just like he sees it. He puts his wine glass down as a gentleman, you know, and then he whips his cape around. That's such a cool moment. He pulls it out of his, um, his uh, front pocket. His really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like oh, his like kerchief, but it's actually just 
that, ah, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. You, sorry, were you saying that's such a Sam Raimi moment? No, no, no. I didn't realize that moment at all. Oh no, no, I was. Yeah, no, but it was. It was bloody cool. <laughs> Damn, I, I just loved it. It looked really cool how he whipped his cape around. I was like, okay, th- this could be really good. This could be really, really good. This yeah. is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, they go through that whole battle sequence with um, uh, Shimagorath, and I, I love like the f- the first time that we get to see him use his powers in this film, which yeah. is down on down on the ground, and he gets to like dismantle the bus. You know, like he pulls it apart with his yeah. powers. I'm like, oh shit, that's so cool. You know, that's that's all the Doctor Strange power stuff that I want to see, and I wanted to see more of that, and we really didn't see more of that <laughs> in the movie but i just love how we're introduced to him again and reminded of how powerful he is with his magic and his sorcery and shit. i thought that's such a cool moment it's um he's he's so analytical and it's just like you could just tell at every everything he's trying to do is just it's so it's, a, it's just like the perfect he has the perfect spell for every situation and i, yep. I um i really love that energy uh and let's just throw it out there this after Secrets of Dumbledore, it's nice to see an actual Wizards movie that's actually good. <laughs> Come on, J.K. Rowling. Just <laughs> up. Uh, uh, so he, like, that whole scene is just phenomenal. I, I um, mm. yeah, I was just there for it. And I, I think um, one of the things that, like, he does immediately is I think he breaks the Shimogoroth out of the mirror dimension because none of the bystanders mm. can see him. And yeah. um, just that sense of, like, yeah, kaiju monster <laughs> in, mm. in New York. Always, always yeah. a good thing. But um, yeah. I, I think what I did really enjoy, and it was, again, it's just that superhero thing I'm always there for is a superhero saving people. And when he, mm. like, first, like, catches the bus and gets America Chavez out of it, protects her, protects the people. I just, I always love that. And it's a very coming out of the, the, the wedding moment. Like, I love that mm. there's, like, this universe now where superheroes are every day and one of them can be at a wedding and then he can just go into superhero mode and that's that's so cool. I, yeah, that gets mm. me excited. Which, again, for Phase 4, this is why I was really enjoying the movie at this point too. I was like, yeah, superhero, saving the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We have to actually... Um... Oh, yeah, sorry. We have to like sort of recorrect ourselves. I guess it wasn't Shima Gorath. Oh. Shima Gorath is is um, a character that looks the same, but according to Marvel Cinematic Universe dot fandom, which I guess if you're going to have that URL, you're you're like the word of truth, right? <laughs> um, they're saying that it's not Shima Gorath. They're saying oh, okay. that it's uh, Gargantos, um, cool. which I guess it looks more like. The character. I'm just looking at a picture of Gargantos now. It looks more like the character in Multiverse of Madison. Shimagorath looks a little different, but it's kind of the same concept of a monster, like one eyeball and lots of tentacles. Shimagorath. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> apparently it's Gargantos. Okie dokie. It looks okay. Dokie. A lot like Shimagorath. Anyways, it does. It does. Anyway, yeah, let's digress mind. from that. Let's leave it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom uh, gods, eh? <laughs> on, on that as well, um, what did you feel about that in relation to uh, the Suicide Squad's uh, giant starfish oh, monster? Oh, mm-hmm. I hated it. I really hated it. Uh, <laughs> the reason why is because Starro is actually a massive uh, nemesis to the Justice League. 
Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. it's actually so like the have... very first, the very first Justice League comic, um, the first villain that they fought was Starro. Yeah, right. There yeah, you go. So, Classic. so when when Starro showed up, I was like, "Oh my god, Starro is going to fight Suicide, Suicide Squad." Squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're using him on. It's very James yeah. Gunn, but uh, <laughs> I think as well, like because I, I just watched Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad on on a plane trip just recently. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. It is again. How often do you have two giant starfish monsters on screen within a year know. of each other? DC and MCU. It's very, it's really hard to do those concepts. Like yeah. it's very hard, and and I and I take my hat off to anybody who attempts to do it. Absolutely, regardless of whether it's going to be terrible, I take my hat off to any director or writer who attempts to do these kind of massive CG monsters in a film. And there's very few films that can actually pull it off. Like I really enjoy Pacific Rim. Um, the first one, I, I hated the second one, but the first one was really enjoyable. It wasn't a great movie, but it was it was enjoyable. And I think the way they pulled off those monsters were pretty good. And you could feel the size of those monsters. You could feel the threat of those monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you have someone like Doctor Strange and these kind of big monsters, it seems pretty cool. But one of the things that this movie um, fails to capitalize on is just when you have such big monsters and you have such like big concepts that you make the you make the the scenes feel big. They sort of miss that opportunity of making um, making us feel like this is a larger scale than just the way just, they shot it. Yeah, like that, like the one street corner where all of the action just happens. <laughs> yeah, I did love when the yeah. eyeball popped out. That was sick. That was awesome. Yeah, that, that was that our was, first touch of uh, well, Sam uh, Raimi right there. Some gore. I was like, yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is nice. This is, I was like, oh, Disney, wow, you're really stretching that PG definition. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so, also, also, we have an introduction to Wong in this episode, in, in this in this yeah. fight scene. And I, I really enjoyed his, like, already bombastic karate styles vibe when he appears. He, he does his uh, first, like, tornado spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's ever yeah. done that before. No, he hadn't. Yeah, yeah. Go Wong. <laughs> but but the thing, okay, the thing is, like, they probably could have done a lot better in the way they filmed this, though, because when he done that spin, I was like, I can see that it's a stunt guy, because yeah. the guy is like half Wong size. So, <laughs> like, dude, guy, come on, man! Sorcerer Supreme is uh, yeah. he joined he joined Thor's twelve uh, uh, step gym program. So. <laughs> um, well, just at that one moment when he spins, yeah, yeah, yeah that one moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that whole scene sort of ends on um, Doctor Strange impaling the big eyeball, and it sort of makes that big as it makes that like horrific noise as well when the yeah when the eye like gets removed from its socket, it's like and then it like lands on the ground. Like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. It ends on that note, and then um, Doctor Strange says to America Chavez. um, you know, big monsters I can handle, but the thing that I can't quite get over is the fact that you were in my dream last night. And then America Tavis says, um, it wasn't a dream. And then it cuts to them sitting in a cafe, which is like one of the worst parts of this movie, in my opinion. I don't know how you felt about that, but like, how do you go from like fighting a big ass monster that now the city has to clean up and now the city has to address to just resetting um, at a cafe to just like sitting at a cafe having a latte talking yeah. about where you where do you come from i'm like 
what is, like did we just go from Doctor Strange to like Saved by the Bell or something? Like to what, be what fair, he could he could just magic it away. He could just lock it in the mirror dimension and clean up the street pretty I quickly. Yes, but uh, but then okay, let's say that that happened. But why are you in a cafe having a coffee with <laughs> this person who can travel the multiverse? Done some like hard how? superhero work, you know. It's just like you you. It's that- like go to Kamataj, keep this person yeah. safe. They just sent a monster after them, whoever they are. Yeah, I go. I yeah, go, I go. <laughs> like that's a big threat. Like you know, if she can travel the multiverse, you don't take her to the cafe. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Like that just made zero sense to me. And then that whole scene, that dialogue between Wong, um, Strange, and Mirka Chavez, I just thought was like super weak dialogue. I was like, yeah. wow, this is so corny. This is yeah. like very, very corny and cheesy. And I'm not liking where this is going. <laughs> no. Like even like, I think especially America's like, yeah, I can travel the multiverse. Like a little bit of like teenage attitude. Like there's yeah. like a lack of urgency, but there was also just like, like just exposition and exposition. And, it, yeah. and it's, and it's funny when it's, and this is like, I really like the character of Wong. But um, you could easily just not have this whole side story of mm-hmm. Benedict, like sorry, the two Benedicts, uh, Wong and <laughs> Wong and um, and um, and Strange having this whole uh, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme because you got blipped away and I was here, blah blah blah. Like it, it seems I think like it, it, it just had dialogue. a reason for Wong to be in the film where mm. like it's like you don't need the two of them sitting at the cafe with her, you know, mm. like that. All of that. It's a very redundant scenes. Like those scenes yeah. actually made no sense. And and the whole thing just feels a little bit too like Sabrina Teenage Witchy. And I'm like, ugh, this is not a good tone. And especially if you're going to have horror elements in this, yeah. you know, you go from like removing, like um, pretty much extracting an eyeball from an eye socket to then sitting at a cafe having this really like uh, teenage conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, True. what? And then did you notice that there was like a uh, one of the, fan one of the doctor strange fans in the background they had a phone you know they were oh, like, no. sort of recording on I, social I media yeah <laughs> and that was a part of his like quick dialogue she like she she says oh she do you mind that. and then and then he says i do i do mind and then he jumps over to wong and re- responds to whatever wrong wong was say to him and because he was like referring to the wedding he's like did you go to the wedding he's like yes i did you know i uh, yes i do was it your wedding i was like no 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 christina was marrying someone else blah 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 and yeah, like, oh. yeah and you know what actually that whole conversation there was supposed to be a bit of a oh in my universe i usually hang out with dr strange even though he just betrayed me and tried to kill me and steal my powers and yeah. what would have been nicer here's let's go for one of our first how it should have ended vibe thing <laughs> was for the beginning of the movie to start off with strange and America Chavez just going on an adventure together, like doing a whole bit going to some magical cosmic place. And then mm. you find out that that's actually not our Dr. Strange. He's a different mm. Dr. Strange. And you actually think for the first 10 minutes of the movie that you're following the main character, but you're actually following this different strange. And right. who just grew a ponytail because you don't know how much time's passed. And then you find mm. out, no, actually, this is a dream for the real strange. And like that, that would have been some better character building for America Chavez because what mm. you find from her right at the beginning is she's just so comfortable around Dr. Strange. Yeah. And, and you know, Peter Parker had to earn that. <laughs> but for her, she's yeah. so comfortable because she's like, oh, yeah, like I hung out with a different you in a different universe. And I know yeah. all about Christine and I know. 
what you usually like and and I don't yep. trust you. It's, like yeah. It's a very, very flippant thing and, and the fact that we um we didn't really get any character building from her. She literally had to say who she was and what she can do. Yeah, her power. Like, okay, right. You just told us everything about your character in one scene. Mm. <laughs> um and then they go to the rooftop, right? They go to the rooftop to so she can prove to both um strange and wong that she's not telling she's telling the truth she's not telling a lie um to show the corpse of um defender strange yeah um so okay by the way this rooftop i don't know about you man but this rooftop felt like it was sesame street or something yeah yeah, it was like a weird set and even like when it was a weird set man yeah the set set design of this whole movie was just a little bit like yeah yeah pretty (laughs) pretty rubbish actually like that that whole rooftop thing i was like oh my god i can't get into the scene the dialogue's pretty choppy and the whole thing looks like sesame street the whole thing looks like the back out like the back set of something in hollywood i'm like what is this like who who approved even, this even the strange dr strange corpse was a little bit like his wig was off <laughs> Yeah, I know the corpse just looks super fake as well. And I was like, okay, this is not good. And the the other thing that I actually noticed, and this was the first time that we saw this big problem that we get to see a little bit, well, quite a few times later on. Um, this is when the, uh, the reshoots start to really show that they were reshoots. Mm. And I think this whole rooftop scene was all a reshoot because the biggest thing that gave it away was Wong. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but Wong, he's wearing a wig that is so damn obvious. I don't, I don't know how many other people didn't like. Does his hair look like that? really fluffy? Like it really... looks fluffy. It's like yeah. it's a little bit longer than like what he usually is. He usually has like a number three shaved yeah. all over, yeah. right? But now all of a sudden he's got like, a, like some kind of like K-pop haircut going on. I'm like, what? <laughs> like that thing looks deliberately like a wig it's bad enough that dr strange's wig looks like a wig yeah but now we have wong's wig that looks awful and i'm like oh my god what 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 i didn't didn't know this but i guess uh you did have two two watches of it i it was um i noticed it on my first watch i was like oh my god that wig looks horrible (laughs) oh man oh man that yeah that is frustrating i it really makes you think hey with all the money in the world, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, where I are they know. spending it? Like, where are they allocating everything? And I, I know it was a difficult time. During during the pandemic, everybody was like, yeah, all the productions were, were finding it super hard to, like, maintain any of their budgets or even the release it at the time that they're yeah. – yeah, the quality control just kind of went out of the window, I suppose. And and you, I guess you, you have to give them a little bit of leeway, but, like <sighs> – it doesn't mean it has. We have to accept it, right? It doesn't mean yeah. we can go. Oh yeah, because of pandemic, yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> like because then we're lowering the standard of filmmaking. We'll you know, free pass. I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm not in the boardroom to kind of make these hard decisions. I don't know what it's like to make these kind of decisions to to you know deal with like billions and billions of dollars worth of property. I don't know what it's like to make the decisions. So I can't really be quote-unquote overly critical but at the same time like well why just not like spend a bit more time just delay the release that you've already delayed it (laughs) why don't you just keep delaying it until you guys are happily like you know happily confident that this movie's going to kill it yeah 
Anyway, I don't. When was its original? <laughs> when was its original release date set? Was it like a Christmas um, movie? I think it was last year, like last year in November, and then they changed the release date to March, and then they changed it again to May. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of changes, but whatever. Just, just it is what it is. Thor Thor's only like six weeks away now. I think so. I think June. Yeah, yeah. June. Yeah. Mm. Which is exciting. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't so. Want phase four to finish right now. It's... I thought that Doctor Strange was going to be the last property for phase yeah. four. But, I mean, maybe it could Thor. be. Like, there isn't maybe. really. Thor is phase Thor. <laughs> maybe. maybe. But there isn't really a point in which, like, Marvel says, this is the end of phase four. You kind of realize maybe after a while i was like oh okay that was the end of phase four or whatever so i don't know right now it could have been ended it could have ended with spider-man no and we just don't really know sure. um sure. so yeah, okay um, so, so yeah after this rooftop team you know we we jump straight into um uh meeting wanda scarlet witch that's right you know we go we go from because that rooftop scene stuff about witchcraft yeah exactly like it was pretty on the nose right it's like hey we're gonna move on to wanda now by saying that we're going to (laughs) go to see wanda pretty bad scripting like pretty pretty bad pretty lazy pretty lazy the russo brothers must be like watching this going wow (laughs) (laughs) glad we're not a part of phase four um yeah so we get to wanda imagine imagine how big our check can be for the next phase (laughs) (laughs) secret wars Secret was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, so we get to Wanda. She's in the uh, orchard. You know, she's in, like, the apple farm or whatever, which, yeah. by the way, she's, like, picking from, like, a field. We don't really see any house nearby. That probably should have been the biggest hint. As to, was, like, no, there's, like, this. a big uh, farm, like, farmstead. Was there? Yeah. I thought there was, like, a shed. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a little, like, manor. Amongst, oh, okay. the, amongst okay. the trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get into the scene and it obviously is not a set because it's like in in a real place. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks awesome. Like this this whole scene. It's a beautiful it looks space. it's it's a beautiful space and it's shot really well and the grading's really good. Cinematography is like good enough for the scene. I'm like, okay, cool. I think this is the kind of tone that I wanted to see in the movie, but it doesn't actually translate throughout the rest of the movie. Um and this scene between him and Wanda is actually one of my favorite parts of the film because we get to have this nice, really short, but also very powerful um, dialogue between the both of them. Um, she addresses that she she made some bad choices and she did some bad things in WandaVision, and I think that's really cool. And then I love the fact that Dr. Strange was like, oh, by the way, I'm not really here to see you for that. And then she says, well, what are you here to see me about? It's like, what do you know about the multiverse? And then, then we start our like sort of exposition for the story. Uh, and I'm really enjoying this scene. And... Like uh, the the biggest, obviously pivotal moment of the scene is when is when Scarlet she says, reveals. "Yeah, she reveals like her life." Scarlet says, "Oh, why don't you bring America here?" I didn't actually notice that in the first screening. Yeah. I didn't actually she notice that she said her. America. I just I was just kind of going along with it. Did she say and America? The, or did she say her? America? Nah, she says America. Because in the second screening, yeah. I realized that she says America. Because that's when Doctor Strange. I, I love the camera work here. The, the camera whips over to Doctor Strange, and you see his reaction. He he kind of looks down on the ground, and he's super disappointed because he realized that she she knows 
who America is. And then when she stands in, she looks up because she realizes that Strange is not walking with her anymore. She then says, you never mentioned her name. And then he interrupts like halfway through that sentence saying no. I was like, whoa, this is juicy. This is really juicy. And I think the stakes here. That's good. That's That's good good. scripting. It's very, very good scripting. That's the kind of like, that's the kind of fierce and sort of stakes that I wanted to see more and more in this film and sort of carry that through. Um, So I really love this scene. And then the fact that she says, um, you know, the hex part was the easiest, um, but the lying never was. And then she changes the scenery. And I'm like, whoa, this is big. I think with this whole element with Wanda as potential villain, Mm. what we didn't know, and this is fantastic continuation of her story from WandaVision, is we didn't know if that was something that had already switched or that that was something that was going to happen in this movie. And Mm. I love that it had already happened, that she'd already made that switch. Yeah. Because that's just such a, oh, yeah. And it's like perfect, perfect villain. This is someone Doctor Strange cannot stop. Like, mm, perfect there was, villain. There was a, perfect few, point, there was a few points yeah. in the film where I was like, what's he going to do? He can't do anything. He needs like, <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet to like do something. Else. <laughs> like, she is nuts, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's the Nexus sick. being too, right? So, yeah. I mean, he needs to like conjure all the powers possible um, or like tap into like talking to the Celestials or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, he, he can't defeat her. Like, she's too powerful. On that, though, I don't think she is a Nexus being in this world because there's other wonders, right? Yeah, I, yeah, that's the, that's true. See, but whereas I know, wait, I know, like, there's other wonders, but there's only one Scarlet Witch, right? There's only one Scarlet Witch. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, in the well, at least that's what we know by the end of the movie is that there's only one Scarlet Witch because she destroys the Darkhold. But the Darkhold does exist in other. Oh wait, does it? Yeah, yeah, it uh, does. The Darkhold. She destroyed all the Darkholds yep. in other universes. Yeah, yeah. but. Like I'm, I'm, sh- I'm quite sure about this, but it's maybe another question we need to swing around to. Is that pretty sure that there's only ever been one Scarlet Witch, um, but many, many different Wanda's? Because um, I don't know if it's a huge implication when we meet Wanda from eight three eight. I don't know if it's implied that there is no Scarlet Witch there. At least that that's the still, way I kind of feel. Like she still had powers because uh, she still had powers, but she wasn't the Scarlet Witch. So. Sure. And that's um, interesting because America know. Chavez does seem to be a Nexus being in the sense that she is, yeah she can she travel the multiverse she's the only one others. yeah 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 because yeah. Nexus beings are people that are the only one yeah which is cool yeah. again a great little bit of foreshadowing in one division goes mm-hmm. away. so they it does again, it does yeah it, one division definitely does at this point start to lay out some of the strongest story beats from Phase mm-hmm. Four for the great yep. Marvel stories. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, right now the Disney plus series have much more on the MCU than any other movies so far. Spider-Man No Home was great, but the rest of the movies. What if, what if one division and uh, Loki have done a lot Loki. of heavy lifting for this phase? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially Crazy. especially Loki in terms of the multiverse. I mean, they've really done great work in establishing how dangerous the multiverse is. Yeah. And and this is this is I think this is what I wanted for this movie. I wanted this movie to make us feel that the multiverse is a very dangerous place. But instead, the multiverse just seems like a like other universes exist. That's the way it is. Yeah. 
like in Loki, like I actually felt that the multiverse was scary because of that really good piece of monologue from um, He Who Remains and how he explains the multiverse and how there was a multiversal war that he eventually won. But now if you kill me, you're going to face another multiversal war, which, by the way, we'll get into later on in the in the cast and talk a yeah. little bit about the direction of um, where Marvel is going. Uh, and what, yeah. what, uh, what, what, what their uh, medium, what their playground is now for mm-hmm. storytelling. Because yep. I think that yep. that's what's going to start making uh, some interesting, some interesting elements. And 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 going all the way back to far from um, to far from home, the second mm. Spider-Man movie. That sense of where is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that uh it's like why is it just me why is where is everyone it's like well when you have a multiverse your superheroes are much fur- spread further further out you know like <laughs> yeah um yeah. yeah cool 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 exactly yeah anyway so we move in um yeah w- w- it's the scarlet witch and now we know from this point on that this movie is going to be about taking down the scarlet witch and this whole movie is about scarlet witch and um fully or continue continuing and committing to what her original motivation is from WandaVision, mm. which is the biggest reason why you need to have seen WandaVision going into this, because you have to understand her motivation and her motivation is all about wanting to be with her kids again, which to, to make this the main story of the film makes me a little bit disappointed because I want to see a Dr. Strange sequel. I don't want to see a WandaVision sequel, like save that for season two. If you're going to have WandaVision in here, um, then perhaps create a different story and have a different reason, or maybe still have that same reason that she's always still got this motivation, but don't reveal that maybe till the end. Make this movie about Doctor Strange, make this movie about uh, America Chavez or whatever, and and do some like low-level threats-ish. You know how Marvel likes to do that? They like to do these kind of like... um, you know, I like there's was, was this visual effects guy that I follow on YouTube. He likes to call it squiggly lines on the screen. You know, like, you know, if, if your villains are going to be like squiggly lines on the screen, you know, then whatever, like show us that there's bigger threats. And I think that probably what they should have done in this film is focus on the multiversal stuff. Yeah. Give us some like monsters that are not like a huge threat, but something like some kind of a physical threat, but still somewhat challenging, but easily beatable for Doctor Strange. Yeah. But then... And the in the foreground have WandaVision as like the main villain behind this whole thing, and then by the end of the film, it's, it's it leads reveal. into like season two. It's a great reveal that she's actually the villain behind the whole thing. I think yeah. that would have been a better, more coherent film. Yeah. Well, I, and and maybe that like the sense of multiverse and madness as a title led me to think mm. we wouldn't just flip through a few multiverses, like different universes. <laughs> And then stay in one other universe yeah. for the whole film. Like, that yeah. drove me nuts, man. I was like... Oh, that, that's that's the biggest disappointment for me as well. Especially because I was like, if you're going to do, like, a parallel universe, you can't just copy mm. into the Spider-Verse. Because, like... Because that, that's what the Spider-Verse is. It's uh, basically yeah. the same as our Earth, but slightly different. And namely, in terms of, <laughs> like, things and colors. Like, everything's alternate colors... Instead of flat pizza, it's round pizza. Like that's yep. something straight out of Spider Verse. And I thought after you get given like a glimpse in the same way as like Guardians Two, like a glimpse of what possibly could be 
like you don't have that. You don't have a grand chase through the multiverse with Chavez mm. and Strange. You just have them end up in one spot, and that's yep. yeah. I, I get I get why you, as a storyteller, that's tricky and challenging because what stakes are there then? But again, let's uh, we'll get to that when we when we hop to eight three eight. Yeah, things it's to like, say. It's a, yeah, it, it wasn't really a travel for the multiverse. Like they they did that awesome sequence where they um, like fall through the different universes, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Mm. Is just falling through the multiverses, or th- I should say, falling through the universes. Yeah. Like that's freaking awesome. Like I love yeah. the camera work, and they're following them, and they, and then the speed slows down, so you can really see the universes that they're going through. I'm they're like, wow, this into is cubes. What yeah. Was your, what was then, your favorite? What was your favorite out of all? I don't know, oh man. I loved all of them. That's a good question. I like. I really loved all of them. But mm, what was my favorite visually? I think the cube one is probably the one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, I did really enjoy the paint. I think the paint one the was a really cool was idea. Sick, yeah. That was a really fun idea. I would have loved to spend a little bit of time in that universe. I actually, I actually uh, thought that's how they defeat Wanda. Was like throw her into the paint universe throw her into the paint universe or something like that <laughs> yeah where she can't like yeah, she can't it's... form text anymore because everything turns to i i had a few different True. thoughts about how they could do that and even like the cartoon mm. universe is great and yeah that, a nice that would have created way more of like better storytelling if yeah, they'd yeah. spent time in the different universes yeah finding, like, oh my gosh you know, let's figure out how to navigate this place and just yeah let's figure America out the rules say, oh i've done all that like we don't need to yeah, it's really dismissive of like the threat of the multiverse, really, um, and it doesn't make sense because she doesn't really. <laughs> I, I did like that. That was a, that was a good line. I was like, oh. she just steals everything. It's awesome. She just steals everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so um, that gets established, right? So when we we let's just like go from that point where they yeah. they fly through all the different universes and they land into the main universe that's going to. St- going to be the vast majority of the story hang on a second should we skip the whole battle between wonder and kamataj oh yeah that's right yeah let's let's talk about the battle at kamataj um (laughs) so the whole you know the whole lead up to the battle of the kamataj we got the big dark cloud coming over i was like okay i think i'm liking this i'm liking that there's we're going to get a little bit dark here like no pun intended but we're going to get a little bit dark here and it's going to there's probably going to be some cool Sam Raimi horror elements um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's a really cool introduction to that. I didn't really care that much about their dialogue, though, in the air. Yeah. Like, you know when Strange flies up and then they have this kind of, like, standoff? <laughs> which like, is like You can't have her. It's like, of, I'm going to take her. And it's like, well. Yeah, I'm going to take her. I know where you're leading to, but... Is this the best you got for scripting? <laughs> it's like, I you had a very they, like they Battle it. of Hogwarts vibe as well. It's like the giant invisible barrier oh, yeah. appears, and yeah, like they're great actors. You know, they deliver like with what they're given. They, they, they deliver with the script that they're given, and I think yeah. it's cool. But it's kind of weak. It's I don't feel like there's much of a build to like dangerous things yeah. going on here. It's just like yeah, the dollar's kind of boring he's like hey you have her give her up i've given you chances well now this is your last chance or your last chance is gone now i'm gonna take her i'm like (laughs) wow (laughs) this is a winner this is oscar worthy right here (laughs) just um 
And there, like, there, there is an element with what what they have with Scarlet Witch, where she's pretty un- omnipotent, uh, omnipotent. <laughs> and yeah. she just seems so yeah. overly powered mm-hmm. that it is like even having that sense of like a little bit of dialogue was quite unnecessary. <laughs> like, it's she's already gave it the is. warning at the farm. They already had their like little peace talks. Like, yeah, they already had this standoff talk. I'm like. You're already Just, defending yeah. the castle. I um I did like, it's like her, wasting like, a bit of screen time there. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. And for not overly long movie, like that's frustrating. <laughs> but, but um, I did like how she like invades the minds of that guy. Oh yeah, and, and it's just like she doesn't have to like get him to start killing. You just tell him to run, like break break yeah. their uh break their will. Um, and and I love how just, brutal it was. Yeah, burning people to a crisp. Like <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, and crazy. Then, like, I think ever since Doctor Strange one with uh Mads Mickelson and his like cronies, there has been a sense of expendability to everyone mm. at Carmartage. Like so, yeah. <laughs> But I did like uh the 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 um the London and the Hong Kong uh uh oh, yeah, appearing. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. like Get the get the. T- it did feel a lot like the Mandarin and the Ten Rings. Yeah, kind of another like another fortress. Getting a bit of rivalry, a bit of world building. Yep. Like that was cool. Yep. That was cool. Yeah, make us like aware that you know the world is much larger than what we see on screen. Yep. That is pretty yep. cool. I did love um, the crazy horror elements here. You know, when she's stuck in the mirror dimension, and she yep. sort of reaches out to the reflection. Which, by the way, yeah, I was like, damn. is that how you? Is that how you get out of the mirror dimension? Just by going through the reflections? <laughs> I'm so like, I, think, I didn't understand that whole thing. I thought that was thing. like was another like, kind of magic thing for her. For she's like, oh, you got me in the mirror dimension? That doesn't matter. There's reflections. So I can use different magic to break through those reflections. To break through. Okay. It was very unclear to me. So I was like kind of confused. I was like, oh, I thought the mirror dimension, like you can't get out of that shit. <laughs> so I, I like, think it's similar oh. to like, like Thanos. Like Thanos. Like Thanos is able to easily break the mirror dimension with the, uh, with the gauntlet. I think for mm. Scarlet Witch, she has chaos magic. So she can do anything she wants, you know? Um, <laughs> like, I feel like chaos magic is like limited by imagination, right? Yeah. Where she's like, oh, the rules don't, normal rules don't affect me. But you get to the chase scene later on, and you're like, well, well, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I think with magic, it's easier to pick apart things. It's way easier to pick apart, and this is the this is going to be the challenging thing for MCU to to really um, remain somewhat grounded is by giving us something that's going to ground these characters and show that there's some real challenges and threats to these OP characters. Because sure. you know Captain Marvel is going to be a hard one to do. Wanda obviously is super hard. Like, w- what's going to be her number one weakness? And right now, her number one weakness is that she just wants her kids. And if you take her kids away from her, then she's going to be weak. <laughs> so, yeah, well, not yeah. physically weak, but you know, she's just going to be emotionally gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to, uh, you, you got to hang your coat up on that someday. You can't just make it about her always wanting the kids and then she just breaks to pieces when she doesn't get her kids. You can't just make it about that. You have to give us something new. Um, that's probably where the cosmic beings like come into play. Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. Did, did you, here, here's a question then, like before we get into the rest of what they actually did in the movie, did you expect to mm. see vision at some point in the film, the white vision or a version, um, iteration of vision? You know what? Like, no, not not initially. But then after seeing it a couple of times, I'm like, where the hell's White Vision then? <laughs> if if yeah, you're going to make yeah. this movie about Wanda, like, where's White Vision? Or an alternate <laughs> dimension vision. I did think I was like, at some point, I was like, okay, yeah. well, her kids are around. Like, I was like, maybe you'll see a human Paul Bettany because anything's possible in a multiverse. Like, yeah. I did. I, I was hoping for that because I feel like 
if there was something to hang your coat on for, for Wanda, there's the reasonability of her significant other, you know, like mm. that, that's something that could draw people in, but there yeah. was a level of unrelated relatability that became almost tiresome, like un, not, not even unrelatable, unreasonable, unreasonable. Yeah. She was completely unreasonable to anyone, not just strange. And there's some other people. We have been pretty good, yeah. actually, like on this one big spoiler. But like, yeah, but there's some other people later in the film that she doesn't have any time to reason with. Like, and that's mm. that's really interesting because um, mm. that that's not the healthiest of storytelling for a vision where they're like basically suicidal. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's actually a good point to bring up. Yeah, um, do you want about like uh, white vision being there? It's it's probably like an important thing to think about now that now that you mentioned it. It's like, oh yeah, if this whole thing is going to be about Wanda, then why not bring in white vision? But of course, you're going to like crowd the the movie at that point. Sorry. You know, you're yeah, going to really yeah. strangle the story at that point, especially when it's only two hours. So it's like, uh, uh, lots of things that could be changed, and lots of things <sighs> that could have like left off with not having in and blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, that commentage thing was 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 pretty cool with the horror sequences, and I love like the use of sound effects. This is the mm. all the Raimiisms that come in, um, mm. really really creepy shit. Like lots of like mm. jump jump scare type moments um, when she crawls out of, of the um, yeah, like the ring. Like it was a very yeah, it's like the ring. yeah, it's was, it was like a, a scene from the ring when she crawls out. I was like, wow, that's this is not a Disney movie. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Oh, it's um, so good. It's good. Do more of that, Disney. We're, we're, we're here for Do that. more of that. Cool. Yeah, do more of that. Um, yeah, so that whole scene's, like, pretty cool. Let's, so let's jump to, like, 838. Let's jump 838, to 838. You know, they, They're in this universe. The first thing I want to point out that really annoyed the hell out of me when they landed in 838 is that all the extras didn't feel like regular people. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice? Did you notice Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I was like, what is going on with these extras? Like, they're all walking in the same direction. Yeah. No one's, like, behaving like a human being. There's, there's like, there's no one, like, you know, like, standing and having a conversation. There's no one, like, having a cup of coffee on the side. Or there's no one, like, sitting down or, you know, everybody's walking. I'm like, where is everyone walking to? (laughs) Wearing boring black and white. And it's like, oh, the world's so colorful, but we're so droll. But then no, it's like the, the world is it, like all like uh, oh. new, what is it uh, runway New York runway or some shit like that's yeah, what yeah, everyone yeah. felt like they're a fashion model or something except for our um, cameo from what's his name who's the pizza popper guy yeah and then, Bruce and then Campbell to, yeah and then you get to Christine and she's just a normal doctor like scientist doctor You're it like, made zero sense I was oh, like so what funny. yeah yeah. Like you have all these extras that are dressed like extras now, and they actually look like extras. Yeah. And then you have Bruce Campbell, who's not dressed like them, yeah. and he's in a pizza thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is it's this? It's New York. Let it be New York, people. Yeah, yeah, that was. Annoying. It's like I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a like different universe, and it's supposed to look different. It's like, okay, I think you've done that with all the crazy flowers that are all across the city, yeah. right? And and cool, go with that fashion sense. You know, everybody's wearing the same thing. This is yeah. just the thing of the universe. Okay, cool, but commit to it. Yeah. Don't give me Bruce Campbell that looks like a New Yorker, like with a food stand. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Just like different just, pizza. That's probably yeah, a real thing in real them. life. It's got a pizza pocket. I also, like, <laughs> and and if you think of like movies like Black Panther, where you go to Wakanda and it's like everyone's got their Kamoya beads, but they're using them like yeah. I, like like an iPhone and like. People are wandering around mm. the food markets and they're just, there's different fashion. 
like Africa. Yeah, there you go. Like that's yep. that's world building. That's a yeah, that's so this, good world building. This isn't world building at all. It's uh no. This no, just seems uh, like hey, we came up with this in like a few hours, so let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we just like like turn up the saturation? Like that's yeah. Um, it was super colorful, and I was like, oh yeah. gosh, all right, cool. We're in eight three eight. This is what we're going to be. And then we find out quickly that Doctor Strange in this universe is dead. And there's a nice little sort of memorial plaque saying, um, uh, I was going to say thank you to Doctor Strange. I don't know how how a memorial (laughs) plaque goes. But, you know, it's like Thanos, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, in honor of Doctor Strange saving us from Thanos. And then um, America Chavez, who's pretty much like a walking exposition at this point. She's like, so who is the Doctor Strange in this universe? It's like, oh, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> like, that's all her dialogue. That's pretty much all her lines in the rest of the film is like her yeah. being a walking piece of exposition. I'm like, oh, shit. Which is quite similar. And this is like a bit of a shame as well for her. Uh, how old is she? Because is she, is she, would she be a child actor? In this, I, guess? I have no idea. I'm going to say she's 16. Yeah. So but she's probably one of those like older actors who just look young. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Her and Sprite in The Eternals. It's like, Mm. come on, directors. You're trying to, like, do better representation. You're trying to engage with a younger audience. You're trying to Mm. potentially build up some new Avengers. Why would you you bring in a very important character and treat them not only like a MacGuffin but as an exposition dump? This is... Mm. And also, this is a representative... Like, yeah, again, like, on the representation side, it's like, this is a representative... um, (laughs) Representative superhero latinx origin queer family why are you mm. just giving her nothing to like actually say <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that's actually really offensive like it's, it's not good <laughs> I, I i yeah i just i know it's yeah. bullshit so i'm calling bullshit it's pretty bullshit that. come on it's Sam, pretty bullshit and it's pretty boring and it's like wow this, no. this character doesn't mean anything so yeah she says oh so who's like in charge of the sanctum now and then like this is a huge lead into knowing that it's going to be mordo mm-hmm. and we got mordo with braids and also that wig looks like a piece of shit as well in my opinion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks super fake i'm like what agree. is with all these wigs man like Chir- um, such a looking fella it's like dude mm. Don't, don't put some, like, dreads on him. Why? Just because he's black. Why? Yeah, why? Like, like why put cornrows on him? Like, like whatever. He's in a different... Well. A yeah, he's in a different universe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's yeah. in a different universe. I'm like, who cares? Just keep him bald and just give him a different costume. Like, what the hell is wrong with that? Strange had a ponytail. <laughs> he doesn't have to have dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... We get into this and then this whole kind of sequence is building up to like them eventually getting captured for the Illuminati, which I like this whole scene is it's another point of exposition, like yeah. for, you know, this is the part that we explain how the magic works, you know, like yeah. the, <laughs> the, the, the dream walking and all that kind of stuff. I was like, Oh, this is not good. I don't yeah. like this. I don't like this. Like you have to use this whole scene where they meet for the first time in a different universe and you have to use this whole scene for you to explain how the magic's going to work. It's another scene of them sitting in a room talking. Talking. And it kind of like means nothing. Uh, Yeah. It means something for us to explain how this story is going to come together, but you don't need to have people sitting down talking, like do stuff. And the audience is smart enough to figure out what's going to go on. (laughs) We're intelligent. And you know what? It makes for better content. It makes for a more interesting podcast for us, you know? Like, I think, 
I think it's um it well I guess I guess this is like the larger Marvel question at the moment is what's the point? What's the purpose? If your movies are going to be just more explainer for later on, this this mm-hmm. is like symptomatic of the rest of Phase Four. This is another film which is just leading towards Phase Five, and it it actually isn't concerned with doing something important in the here and now. When yep, it's yeah, it's it's just a real shame. So. It's a real shame. Yeah. So we get this. Um, they they get drugged by their tea. The tea with a little bit of honey. Ah, uh, you remember that reference? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I miss I missed that reference too. What was that? What? Yeah, yeah, um, it's just tea with a little bit of honey. It's um, it's from the first Doctor Strange movie, The Sorcerer Supreme. You know, the um. Did Chiwetel do that? Oh no, 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 that's right. No, no, no. Sorcerer Supreme, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah Tola Swinton. Now you know, I he's like, "What did you What did you put in that tea?" He's like, "It's just tea, put a little bit of honey." <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. So they have that tea. They get drugged, and then um, they obviously get taken into the holding cells, into like where Christine Palmer is, um, and uh, her sciencey folks. Um, and then this is where some of the cooler, like I guess, nerdy things um, that get mentioned, which is the establishment of the designated timelines. Um, that their universe is eight three eight, and then she says, "You we've designated you six one six, which is pretty awesome. I love that. I shouted in the screen uh, in the cinema. I was like, "Oh my god, six one six, yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and all these other like nerds around me that knew knew the whole references uh, that knew the reference about six one six, which was pretty fun. Um, so we get to meet uh the illuminati i think this is led in by dr strange saying so who are you are you hydra are you are you avengers who are you and, he's, and then chuatao age of force says uh we're none of them we are the illuminati and then he says the illuminati the, these these lines these kind of corny <laughs> dr strange lines i was like what like who what decided to but Dude, like this is not island. really dr strange he's a, dr strange is a smart dude and all his comedy comes from him being very intelligent, yeah. not these kind of crappy lines where he says Lumawadi. Like even what? sharp dialogue. And I think even if you remember his like sardonic, I'm the best attitude in the surgery mm. in Doctor Strange 1, you don't have that yeah. in this movie? Yeah. I come no, yeah. you don't. Yeah, that's really tiring. <laughs> it's pretty tiring. I was like, wow, this is just a really lazy comedy. Um, let's talk about like the, like the one character point for Doctor Strange in this movie. The constant question people keep asking: Are you happy? And it's like mm. eh, it's not a very good thematic line for Doctor Strange. It's not something that we need to care about for him. It's not something yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're that right. Was the, it's, that it's was very the question of the last theme. movie. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't very, very well. Yeah. And and he's never really a guy that's wanted to discover what makes him happy. Mm. I don't think like a, like. He's always a guy that's wanting to uh, rekindle that relationship with Christine Palmer. But it was never really a matter of like, oh, I want to do this because I want to be happy. It was more of um, his life is going to be a bit more fulfilled if yeah. he gets with Christine Palmer. Because that, that question of are you happy is more of a Steve Rogers thing. You remember in yeah, Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah. right? Like- when, what do you actually want? I'm a man out of time. I want to be back with like, the person I love. I want to go have that last the, dance. Yeah, Exactly. And and then, you know, Falcon says that really powerful question. And this is awesome scripting from the Russo brothers. You know, like when, when we see it in display, we see Falcon in his, um, uh, what do you call it, like men's retreat type thing, 
yeah. uh, that sort of support so group, right? Counseling group, yeah, yeah. That counseling group PTSD with all the guys that are going through PTSD, yeah. yeah. And then he says, oh, this is what I do. And then Steve Rogers sees for the first time that there is something that he can do in yeah. this world is yeah. help out guys with PTSD. And then he asks him, he says, what makes you happy? And then he turns around and says to him, I don't know. And it's something that sinks into him for the rest of his time in the MCU yep. and eventually comes into fruition. And we get the answer to that by the time he reaches Peggy Carter his, again. His story, yeah. Whereas, like, that's his story. Like, I, what I do like about Doctor Strange is the idea of obsession. What if did it really mm-hmm. well? This was a Doctor Strange that wanted Christine back. He is obsessed. Yep. What, He's obsessed. First, yeah. The first movie, it was about a guy that lost his hands. The thing that made him the most amazing in the world at this one mm-hmm. thing, which is surgery, and he wants mm-hmm. it back. And he will do. He learns magic because mm-hmm. he wants to find a way back to healing his hands, and he learns that he can't do that. So instead, yep. he becomes obsessed with magic. And I think this movie, it's not. I don't care if he's happy. And honestly, I don't feel like Doctor Strange cares if he's happy. Like, yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He's that's not his character. He cares more about being a perfectionist at the job that he's being given or the job that he's really good at. And that's why he makes he's so special at being um, a, a sorcerer. Is because he's one of the first guys to ever pick up this trade faster than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, right? it's ridiculous. Like, and that's, to take that responsibility of looking after, I, I protect your reality, bitch. Like that. That's what you want, you know? Like, yeah, that's and, what you want. And if one... Sorry, just, sorry, everyone. We just paused on the big reveal of the movie. <laughs> but, like, just just, to, just bring it home. Like, also, Wanda should be... Her motivation should be an antithesis to Strange. Any villain needs to be bringing out something in the protagonist that, that enables them to become more themselves. And that becoming mm. more themselves helps them defeat the villain. And yep. I think they're incongruous. They're two storylines. Like it's Yeah. Yeah, they're not. All right, let's talk about Illuminati. <laughs> let's talk about the Illuminati, the Illuminati. So um, this is the, when the big ruin, we're all sort of sitting here at the end of our at the end of our seats and we're like, Oh my god, oh my god, the Illuminati, who's gonna be revealed? Who's gonna be revealed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the first reveal that we get is um, Who's the first reveal? Oh, Captain Carter, because she throws her shield. That's, um, right. that's the first reveal, which I was later informed that that was in a TV spot, which I avoided because I, I, I'm doing a thing now. Well, I've been doing it for a while, where I just don't watch many of the trailers. I'll watch one of the big trailers, and that's about it. No TV spots, no ads, nothing, nothing. So I didn't know about the whole Captain Carter thing, and that was in yep. one of the TV spots, and it was really cool with her throwing the shield. She looks awesome in this movie, by the way. So I love good. the way she looks. Yeah, she looks amazing. super good. She's super beautiful with her long, like luscious hair, yep. and she feels like a soldier. I really love that aspect. She's um, got that energy of like competence, right? There yeah. you go. Same as Chris yeah, Evans. Like, it's a, you can be like, this is a variant of Captain America right here. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She really held her, her held her part. Um, and then we get introduced to Black Bolt, which is uh-huh. a huge thing. It's like, oh, this is the Black Bolt from the Black on the Black Bolt series, from the Inhuman series that they can because it was so terrible. Was so that really under good to the Marvel banner back. or the Netflix banner? That was it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was MCU. Um, I just <laughs> did a pretty bad job at that, which makes me think that they'll probably try and redo the Inhumans and, and sort of um, justify it by saying it's another part of the multiverse or whatever. Because yeah. um, they're connected yeah, to the symbiotes was, as well, right? So you yeah, can yeah, 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 draw yeah. that in now that they've introduced... 
Tom Hardy's Venom, like yep, yep. They could sort of connect those stories, yeah, between like the maybe give us a nice story about um, the symbiotes because that's a huge story as well. I think that would be yep. pretty cool. Yep. Um, and then we get introduced to Captain Marvel, played by Maria Rambeau, but it's not Maria Rambeau; it's just a variant of Captain Marvel, which was kind of cool. And then um, ah, he says, ah. "The smartest man." What do you say? The smartest man in the universe. I think he's the smartest. I think he's like the smartest man in the universe, and he pulled yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Richard Reed, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Lost Reed my Richards. shit. Reed Richards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what did I say, Richard Reed? <laughs> <laughs> Reed Richards, the smartest man in the universe. What a way to introduce, um, Mister Fantastic. And this is probably the first time that it's ever happened—a fan cast that has yeah. been fully realized and. Um, acknowledged by studios. And if there's any movie studio to acknowledge a fan casting and really like follow through with that, it'll be Marvel Studios for sure. Yeah, yeah, but at 100%. the same time, I think this was Marvel Studios' way of saying, hey, look, we'll give you what you want and we'll kill him and then we'll show you who we're actually <laughs> casting for Reed Richards. That, that is <laughs> that, such that a That could potential. be what they're doing. Yeah. But I, you know, I... I think they'll keep him. I I I think, I think they'll keep it, him. It's similar. It's yeah. similar. It's a similar reception to having uh uh Matt Murdock. That where it's like well, now we're not allowed to, you know, like we've yeah we've put ourselves into a situation where we 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 couldn't. Yeah. Um, and you know, like to pay it off is fan freaking tastic. Um, yeah it's pretty awesome that they paid it off i think that's a a pretty fun niggle you know for um for all the fans and you know it's it's such a great moment for us as fans and i lost my shit i was like oh my god they actually did it they actually got john krasinski i actually um watched the interview with john krasinski last week so the week before the this came out uh, dr strange um and it was it was an interview on a movie that he's directed recently which just came out. I can't remember the name of the movie, but you know, he's obviously a great director, really talented guy, great acting. Um, and then he was asked like, what would it, how would you feel? Cause, cause you probably know about the whole fan casting of fantastic four. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but then they asked him a different question. They said, how would you feel if Marvel studios approached you to direct a Marvel movie? And he's like, well, man, I really like the Marvel movies. You know, he's saying all the right things. This is kind of like, you know, he's foreshadowing what we, what Just actually happened yeah. in Doctor Strange and Multiverse. So I thought that was pretty funny. It was pretty, it was such a moment because I was like, oh, he's talking about the MCU yeah. and Doctor Strange is coming out soon. So it's cool. And, <laughs> and I think, I think that that was built in a nice way around less expectation for him knowing that Charles Xavier was going to be in it. But um, I I picked it up earlier because because uh, um, Christine mentions the Baxter Building, right? Right. When she's like, like um, and I was like, oh my gosh, we're in the freaking Baxter Building, y'all! Like I was, yeah. I was like, get hyped, get ready. Um, mm. And uh, and like on on a, on a little side news to that, there's a great potential that he might be the director now for Fantastic Four. Is John Watts? Could be John, John Watts, Watts. Yeah, because yeah, John Watts pulled, pulled out. out. Yeah, mm, um, that's cool. So this could, uh, yeah, that interview could have also been foreshadowing. Not the fact that he's but, cameoing as Mister Fantastic, but could be so both. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah could, could be like director and actor. Who knows? Yeah, he's done it before. Um, he's very capable of doing it. You know, some of the critic criticisms I've heard about um, John Krasinski playing uh, Reed Richards. Uh, a lot of people are saying, "Look, I love him as an actor, and I think he's great. He does a great job as obviously." Um, 
what's the name thing helping um uh his office character jim uh, jim uh, helping jim, jim jim yeah yeah um and everyone's saying you yeah, he's great at that and he was awesome in quiet place he can show that he's got acting range and chops he can definitely be emotional and hold some good weight but everyone's worried that he wouldn't be able to carry as a as a lead because reed richards is a lead character you know yeah. he's kind of like the leader of the fantastic four people are worried that he won't be able to carry a film and i'm like what I, he's talented i think he'd be able to handle it and uh, and, um, and like the other fan casting obviously being his wife emily blunt like as mrs fantastic uh invisible woman that could be great and they I have to like, commit to that right they, like they if they're going to do john krasinski they have to commit yeah. to that <laughs> and, and it does like it is that it is a it is a um uh, what's the opposite? Disheartening. It's an encouraging thing to see this. Encouraging. Yeah. Um, however, encouraging. it is it is um, it is tentative ground to play on when you know you listen to Reddit too much, and I think <laughs> that's the other thing that I like. It just makes you nervous, you know. I don't think Kevin Feige is ever going to let go of the reins, and that is an encouragement. But uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. I've, there's some interesting stuff that happens in this this whole part of the movie too that makes me go oh, okay like what are, what are you doing <laughs> i know i know and the, yeah i i think we might be on the same page i've never yep. actually heard you talk about this yeah um, okay let's go but, <laughs> but l- l- let me kick it off so this yeah. uh this whole scene where the illuminati gets introduced and then the illuminati gets um interrupted by uh wanda who shows up as scarlet witch um or possessed like uh dreamwalking dreamwalking mm-hmm. um with Wanda and this whole scene where they have a bit of a standoff, like another bit of a standoff again with some dialogue and stuff <laughs> with Wanda's <laughs> and Wanda's like saying, get out of my way. Um, and, and Reed Richards is doing what Reed Richards would normally do. He's the guy at the front. He's the leader of the pack. And he's, I guess he's clearly the leader apart from professor X, but the leader of the Illuminati in this scenario. He's um, his Cyclops. And, yeah, he gets, gets shit done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he gets shit done. And then he kind of threats Wanda by saying, you know, Black Bolt can take you out with one whisper, one word, one word or something. Yeah, something like that. Which we've already seen in um, the flashback to Black Bolt killing that version, 838. And that was important for them to set that up because otherwise, like, people No one knows his powers otherwise. Yeah, no one knows his powers otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. So that was like a nice little uh, tidbit for that scene. And then... um, you know, when when she says, how, how is he supposed to, like, say something without a mouth or something? And he does the whole Matrix thing. I was yeah. like, oh, that Matrix thing, like, that mouth thing is, like, so uneasy for me. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. oh well, the ability to not have a mouth would be insane. insane. It's nuts. <laughs> and that, then that, at that point is probably the most gory that we've seen this movie so far. Yeah. When it just explodes in his skull, I was like whoa oh man gosh. marvel you're pushing you are pushing <laughs> yeah and when they don't have a magic user on the front lines i was like damn sons oh uh, no it was pretty crazy and then this whole kind of like showdown and fight down they, they all basically just die at the hands yeah. of wanda on I, i'm in sort of two minds about this mm-hmm. one on one hand let's just okay let's call this like the positive side mm-hmm. positive side is that i love the fact that marvel can just be like hey here you go fans Here's what you want, the Illuminati. Yeah. You got John Krasinski. Yeah. You got Black Bolt back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love how they can do that and be like, we're going to kill them right now. 
all of them. I, I kind, of, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of like enjoy that because they're kind of like saying, "We'll give you what you want for now, but then we're going to show you much more later on." Yeah, that's kind of the positive side. The negative side is like, uh, uh well, if you're going to create a like this kind of precedent for these characters that we should actually fall in love with. Yes, I know that variant, and I know that it's a different universe, but you can't take away what we've, what our impressions are of these characters, because mm-hmm. this is regardless of whether they're variants, and you just kill them. That's the first impression that we have of these characters. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm on board with just introducing brand new characters by them being variants and eventually just killing off. Because it's not the first time that Marvel's done that. No. Marvel done it with um. Uh, what did, who did they do it with? Um, well, they've done it with Gamora, kind of, technically. <clears throat> they with Gamora. Like, that's Gamora from the past. Now it's now the past is in the future. Yeah. Um, but they've done it with... Uh, oh, uh, Quicksilver, right? Sure. I introduced Quicksilver in WandaVision. And I was like, hey! And there was such a nerd moment. We're like, oh my that gosh, was, Quicksilver! But then we find out it was a fake. the first nerd moment of it all. Where it's like, yeah! True. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then they just killed him off because it was like a fake projection of Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if I like that. I, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> no, I don't either. I think it's a little, it's, it's Sully's. It, yeah, like let, let's use that word character. Oh, the words character assassination again. It, mm. it muddies the water. And I think also in a, in a, in a franchise which has, been reticent to kill people to the point that mm. the two people that they have killed Gamora and Black Widow, like in a very public way, they mm. brought back Vision. They brought back now. There's two of them, kind of like any of the major intentional deaths that happen in Endgame. Loki, like yeah, the only other like one who I don't think says as important is. Um, Idris Elba's character, um, um, what's his name? Heimdall. Uh, Heimdall, yeah. So you, to then have basically what happens in Deadpool 2, where you have like a, (laughs) the, um, like in the X, in in Deadpool 2, the X Force appears and then they Mm. all get killed just as they're like starting a mission. Same, same thing, right? It, it means, well, this is 838 and maybe in 838, lots of people die all the time. But all like because you know, even Doctor Strange had already died in that in that in that universe. Mm. The potential power of a character being killed properly mm-hmm. is so critical to good storytelling. So yep. the best example in the MCU so far is Iron Man, uh, mm. and the amount of stories that they've been able to continue to produce just off of his death is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep, so, yeah, and that, that's that's probably. Like a good thing that you pointed out there is that it's probably going to cheapen the value of actual deaths in the MCU um, because death, as tragic as it can be, and you know it's it's obviously a tragedy to lose some of your favorite characters, i.e., Iron Man, and mm-hmm. to also say goodbye to like Steve Rogers. That's also a loss in some sense, right? Um, that's how some of the best stories are told, as tragic as they are, mm-hmm. you know, because we as human beings find a way to overcome these great losses. And so to have, I, I think Marvel is is probably pushing the boundaries a bit too much with all their kind of fake deaths and whatnot. I think, um, yeah, like, as much as I don't want to, like, ad, 
admit it, there's a guy that I see reacting to MCU movies for the first time. Um, he's on a channel called Holden Hardman and Holden Hardman's friend, Matt. It's like uh, my friend watches the MCU for the first time kind of thing. He has some really valid criticisms about the deaths and the way Marvel deal with deaths in their in their movies and TV series. Mm-hmm. And he's right. It's like, like, how am I supposed to like really care about this death if you're constantly going to just reinvent or bring back these characters and, you know, be it like variants of the characters and then killing them off again. It's just, it's kind of like, a kid playing with his food too much. It's like yeah. if the kid's playing with his food too much, he's not eating it. It's like, well, it's not going to be great for you. It's not going to yeah. be good for us. Stories yeah. suffer as a result. And um, yeah. and I don't mind those deaths if they hold the weight. And like if you look at comics, whenever someone's died mm. in a comic, they will have runs for decades before they bring yep. those characters back. Winter Soldier's mm. an example. Red Hood's an example. Like mm. Two very similar characters. Death of Superman, Dark Phoenix. Yep. Like, there's a lot yep. where a good story holds its value. Like, even actually, the X Men did it really well when Jean Grey is killed in X Three. Mm. She doesn't come back to mm. Apocalypse, but yep. by that point, the yeah, the friend they changed things. Busted. Is, like, but but yeah. but that that's that's that gives it power. And when yep. uh, a death happens, that is like you know we've already seen. Charles Xavier now die three times on screen. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, it it does cheapen <laughs> the value of that story, even if yeah. it is to show that Wanda's ruthless. She's not actually that ruthless. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. I think we are on yeah. the same page about this. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think so. I'm in two uh, minds about it, and I don't like. I, I enjoy seeing those characters, and it was a great nerd moment, but. I'm like, it doesn't really do anything for the story. Like, you could have had this movie without the Illuminati. Easy. There's no no actual reason to have the Illuminati in this movie. Um, (laughs) Literally, up until that point, they they all just rock up, they say some things, they die, and then the story continues with the chase. The chase scene continues. (laughs) The chase scene continues, and the story is about Wanda chasing down a child. Yeah. Um, Which I also have issues with. I'm like, well... Um, now we've taken a character that we really emotionally connect with in WandaVision. Mm. You know, now we're now Wanda by the end of this movie, I'm like, well, man, Wanda's like a bitch. Like she's, (laughs) she's a complete evil bitch now. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't have sympathy for someone who just, who just like, um, is so unhinged and she doesn't care if she slaughters a child. I'm like, here, okay. Here's this. Here's the storytelling <laughs> moment that they could have actually used instead of American Sh- America Chavez telling that story to Doctor Strange of losing her mums to the multiverse, which I think is a dumb mm. plot. Anyways, she should have told that story to Wanda and Wanda be like, "Oh my gosh, you have two mothers that care for you, and here I am yeah. trying to deprive those mothers of their daughter who they love." Mm-hmm. Easy, like that's easy yeah. little moment. Anyways, anyway. Yeah. And that's just pretty much like you know changing the entire <laughs> movie. Sorry, but that's fine. That's fine. We can we can do that. Oh, this is this yeah. is the internet. This is the age of of uh, free thought, free thought and criticisms. Yeah. Um, let's um let's jump into like the last parts of this movie. Do you want to jump yeah. into the last part of this movie? Because there's yeah, not really a lot to cover at this stage. Like because yeah. the movie's so short, it's part yeah. of the reason why it's um not so good. But um, you know, we we get to the final act, right? um and scarlet witch um she's she's like in her 
well, it's not a um, tomb because they thought it was a tomb, right? She's in the uh, throne is what she yeah, calls it, I the think. The throne of the Scarlet Witch, which is taken to by yeah. Wong. Yep. Which is called Wonderbor? Wondergore? Wondergore. Wondergore. I was like, is that a place in Australia? Wunderbar. <laughs> Wondergore. <laughs> um, and this is where, like, I was getting a little bit fed up with this this whole thing of, like, because we're in, like, magic and sorcery, and every time they have a line, legend says that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, more and more, like, myths and legends, like, says yeah. that there's something else and something else. Like, w- at what point is it going to stop, right? Like, like when when did the, like, you know, it's kind of like that concept of, um, the chicken before the egg or some shit. It's like, at what point do you like stop saying, oh, there was something before that. And there was yeah. something before that. And there was yeah, like something yeah. before that. And I'm like, oh, so when he, so when Wong says legend, legend says that it's inscribed in like, the walls. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's the same. Because oh, well, oh we've already seen that as well in the Eternals and in um, Moon Knight currently. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah, this yeah, and yeah. this, and here's all this thick law that you didn't know about, yo. It's, yeah, yeah, and it was transcribed onto. It was made. It was a copy made onto a book, and I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's get past this stuff, and then we yeah. go to Wonderglore, and then of course it's like inscriptions on the wall that was yeah. like. Um, did we know who put those inscriptions? Was it the Scarlet Witch that put it on those no, walls? I don't I'm, know. It could have been maybe a previous iteration of the Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, like the original demon or something like the very yeah. first demon. Because and so which, at some point that that. Someone had been there and transcribed mm. the Darkhold into a book from those yep. inscriptions, and then yep. that has gotten out. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So then she lives up to her her like rightful place of being the Scarlet Witch, which is she's supposed to rule uh, the world and sort of enslave like the universe or something like that. That's like her whole thing, and uh, as a character arc in the comics. Um, so she's in this place, and now she she manages to. To get a hold of America Chavez, America, yeah, through her um, other, through her other like day, dream walking uh, variant, yeah, um, and then sends her to six one six. So going from eight three eight to six one six, and then this is like the last <laughs> going trigger. through, going through the uh, the whatever is the place where the Book of Ashanti is because they oh, end up getting yeah, there. Yeah, they right. have that chase scene where she's like super yeah. evil, the ring vile, yeah, yeah. More chasing, yeah, 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 that's right. More chasings, and then they you get the book of Vishanti, Vishanti, um, and she gets a hold of America Chavez. But America Chavez at that point pushes Doctor Strange and Christine into yet another yep. universe. Which do we get a number for right. this universe? No, this is just a universe where an incursion took place. Which yeah. okay, so this is the thing that's. <laughs> uh, uh, I swear this is going to be the last thing that I get annoyed about, but this is where (laughs) where the movie becomes inconsistent because the the concept of an incursion is a major threat to the multiverse, Mm. and the incursion by the time we get to the end of the film, the incursion started like how Claire says, you know, Claire is played by Charlie Theron. Um, she says you started an incursion. Now I'm lit. I'm sort of led to believe that the incursion started with um, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home when the different variants came from other universes into because that's how incursion happens when the variants go into other universes. But then also, like, we have 616 Strange who is... And Loki. We have 616 Strange in 838. That's also causing an incursion as well. So when she says that an incursion is happening, but then we go to a universe where an incursion 
happened past tense i'm like well then okay so the whole point of like the whole point of like the multiversal wall is war is because the universes collide through the incursion so it's all, That's all how, happening at once <laughs> it's all happening at once so then i'm kind of like well that incursion doesn't really mean anything when he goes to that universe because it clearly hasn't really started a multiversal war <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. that it's incursion happened it's it's in its own pocket universal like that makes zero sense you're not you're not like following through with consistency here this is kind of terrible and someone might need to correct me if i'm wrong about this but i'm pretty damn sure in terms of storytelling especially in this movie it's like it you didn't make any sense with your incursions because the incursion has to lead to a multiversal war that eventually leads to secret wars (laughs) so i'm like what (laughs) yeah the people the people right the writers yeah the writers yeah Uh, so that that you know that last showdown like we're probably gonna like i guess go past um you know that whole like little fight sequence could i I say i really enjoy i really enjoy that fight scene and maybe this is because i just watched the new harry potter secrets of dumbledore because in secrets Uh, of dumbledore there is a very uh, wet fart of a of a of a magic fight between Dumbledore and Grindelwald, um, and this movie between Doctor Strange and Dark Doctor Strange using music. I was like, this is what mm. magic should be: this ridiculous, esoteric but still understandable fight where they're both yeah. using music to attack each other <laughs> and having Danny Bach Elfman, versus Beethoven. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you have Danny Elfman like so phenomenally like mm. curate. A, a, a fight scene with music that is yeah i love that so cool. I, I i actually yeah. really enjoyed that scene uh even if i found again like that level of stakes of oh it's another evil dr strange like mm. I, I, yeah but yeah it's yeah, a cool little fight scene it's really probably like one of the more enjoyable fight scenes in there um but yeah like the the ending of this film which is like wrapping up with um wanda eventually getting pulled in by America Chavez's uh, power into the A38 universe again to realize that, um, you know, this is this is a variant of you who is enjoying all her time with her kids right now. Do you really mm-hmm. want to take it away from her? And this was all kind of crumbling down to her giving up eventually, giving up because she cannot get the kids that she wants. And, and I was thinking to myself, like, okay, this is how you're going to end her destruction is because by her own doing, her own realization that she can't She's, she's do this. a bad mom. <laughs> she's a bad mom. And then she just gives up and then allows for the walls to cave on her. I was like, oh, okay, that's how you end that story. <laughs> it's like, that's it, it I just guess. Kind of, it just doesn't really mean anything. It's like it doesn't yeah. mean anything at all. So there's no weight to the way she's like finished, supposedly dead. She's not dead, but like, you, you finished off a powerful character by the walls caving down on her, like a yes. bunch of rocks falling on her. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But well, that was Scarlet Witch, everybody. Scarlet Witch. <laughs> and, and you know, like, but you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it with my alternate endings. It's, it's, just, it's just not thematically correct. In the same sense as we're saying, Doctor Strange caring about happiness isn't something that's, got anything to do with that character's storytelling progression. Yeah. And I think Wanda for herself 
like, and, and maybe that's it. Like the lack of even conversation about vision is a little disheartening to the sense of her own storytelling. Cause she disappeared her children when she disappeared the hex, but she also disappeared her version of vision when she disappeared the hex. So to have mm. that, she could just recreate another hex where they're there. Like she already has that power. So yeah, it, it's like I, that, that could have been a much more preferential thing, similar to the dark doctor strange and what if, where she ends up in her own pocket dimension, where she creates her own hex and has her own happy ending. And that's, that's kind of fine. Like that's a good place mm. to leave her, you know, mm. but mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just creative decisions just didn't quite line up with how this movie should have ended. But, um, and yeah, a little, totally, bit, little bit disappointing. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Tony, what did you feel about um, uh, Necromance, dead zombie Doctor Strange? I, I like the CGI. I thought that was pretty cool. The CGI worked, yeah. There's definitely some prosthetics with mixed with CGI. Mm. That worked, but... Um, I don't know. It just all, all the decisions in this movie were just pretty much um, all coming from different places. It felt like there were probably twenty people making this movie as opposed to one director. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, let's have this in there. Let's have this in there. Let's do this character, and let's not finish off the character properly. Let's just have this. <laughs> let's have uh, Scarlet Witch do this, and then we have like we have some like horror elements do this, which come from Sam Raimi, and then I just feel like. All the producers are just trying to chime into this movie, even though this movie feels very Sam Raimi-ish. Yeah. There's just so many things that are juggling at the same time that they just drop all the juggling balls. Yeah. I wonder and, how he would have found that process too, where he suddenly comes into a world where as a director for a film, you suddenly have a giant, 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 the largest franchise of all time mm-hmm. with a gazillion like boxes yeah. to have to tick. That'll be yeah. very daunting. I mean, but you know, for the most part, Marvel does a does quite a good job at allowing their creators to do their thing. Yeah, true. Um, but it just the movie's just a bit of a mess. Just mm. there's so many things going on, and nothing really follows. Nothing really kind of carries through. Is like there's not a lot of memorable stuff other than the fact that I screamed at Mister Fantastic appearing on <laughs> <Mr>. screen. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, I get very excited when the yeah when the X Men theme song came out that was awesome and it was it was a good reveal to see that (gasps) Professor X has his original wheelchair yeah that's the original like animated series wheelchair so that was like really fun to see it was really cool (laughs) and and I'll take those any day absolutely I'll take those but but the movie is just so disappointing (laughs) disappointing. I wonder if you can um, do that though, where you, I, I think we start to, in our MCL, MCU world, we all have the nostalgia where it starts to cut all of our favorite scenes from all of these films and be happy mm-hmm. to let the rest sit by the wayside. Like I have favorite moments from WandaVision. I have a few couple of moments from Loki. I even have like moments I really liked in like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like I, I, yeah, like I like seeing Baron, Baron Zemo dance, man. He's like, dude, mm. but, but. Ultimately, it's it's starting to seem that Disney has so much, so much, um, almost too much space to do whatever they like. So they'll get mm. the moments that you want, but they'll also give you a lot of moments that you didn't care for, didn't ask for, yeah. and wasted a moment that could have been much better. So, yeah. Mm. That's, yeah, mm. that's kind of crazy. Um, shall we talk quickly about the clear scene? 
and then we'll oh yeah we'll kind of give our overall rating and then i'll like wrap up for sure clear clear pat no not clear pat <laughs> clear played clear. by charlize theron who is now in the mcu how do you feel about her being in the mcu I have no idea who she was. And when uh, we were watching that end credit scene, <laughs> River um, River appeared uh, to watch that scene with Hannah and I, my partner. And, and then after that, we're like, hey, it's Charlie Theron. River, who's that? <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's clear. And I was like, cool. And, and you're, cool. I think you said she's like, she's like big in Doctor Strange uh, stories. And I was like, yeah, I, I gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so okay, for those of you Charlize. listening, go. Oh, sorry, go. Yeah, Charlize Theron. Um, for those of you listening, uh, just if you if you're unaware of who this character is, played by Charlize Theron, her name is Clea, and Clea is the in the comics she is the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension. Um, she plays a pivotal role, or she's she's a pretty powerful character for one, um, but two, she's she plays a very pivotal role as to how the stories in in marvel comics lead to uh secret wars so she's she's a big part of like there's a story between her and strange where they take on um the responsibility to take care of the incursion and but the incursion kind of like she has kind of her own motivations as well she's a little bit evil (laughs) she has her own motivations and she eventually wants to have some kind of power to um uh to I think be involved with like the multiversal war or whatever. Um, But like my knowledge around the area is a little bit choppy, but it's got like when the incursion happens in the comics, it actually happens. The universes collide. Um, But then someone or a group of characters create a pocket universe known as battle world. And in battle world, all the variants, all the variants of the different Marvel characters or the popular Marvel characters, they go to battle war a battle world to fight in the secret war. That's why it's called secret wars. Sick. Like a Colosseum. Yeah. It's like a Colosseum basically, but it's like a whole world where this massive battle goes down known as secret wars, which is one of the most famous comic issues of all time. And um, it's uh, yeah. So she's kind of part of that whole thing um, with the incursion and secret wars. So clearly the MCU is going in that direction. They're clearly wanting to, um, t- lead us towards secret wars. Um, how that is all going to come together, I'm a little bit afraid about. <laughs> a little bit afraid that everything is going to be super messy. Yeah. But in my opinion, they need to commit to grounding the audience, us viewers. We need to be grounded because this is not a comic book movie. Uh, sorry, this is not a comic book. It's a comic book movie, and they need to. They need to remind us that these are movies and these aren't comic issues. It's different when you're sitting there rolling through a bunch of paperbacks and hardbacks and and all these really awesome comic issues. The, the difference is that comics are read over like years and years and generations and whatever. If you're watching films, you need to show us that there is going to be one coherent story that we can follow. And mm. now that they've established Universe 616, I think they need to always come back to 616 to develop real stakes yeah because if you go to other universes and those that universe dies i'm like all right well, we can just go to another universe and that dies as well it's like there's no emotional anchor here so yeah i think that's what they need to do for sure and i think if you look at how they and the mcu's done this really cleverly it's constantly grounded things to earth 
up until now. Mm-hmm. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, look, six on six, massive universe, two of the six infinity stones are on Earth. So it's like, that's convenient. But it's like, oh, no, it's not because we've already set the precedent that Earth and the people of Earth are important. They're like a, a core place where things go down and mm-hmm. superheroes appear. And I think that'll be the same thing that they have to do with the six on six world at large. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, that's that's exciting though. It's it's good to know that that's happening. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see. I'm feeling right. a little bit pessimistic. <laughs> I know. I know. Could um, We should do our ratings, but before that, can I paint rating? the picture of my alternate ending? Yeah, man. I want to hear your and, alternate and ending. And after, after you told that, to me i'm gonna i'm gonna add this one little element to it all right everyone okay. pic- picture this end credits roll it goes black and then we hear oh, wow. setting the scene yeah i'm gonna set the scene we start to hear the little those light bouncy drums of wakanda mm. all right you hear that and then we get that heavy bass of the michael b jordan black panther theme and if you guys remember in Black Panther when he's walking into the throne once he's taken over Wakanda and does that cool and the camera like, goes inversion, up yeah. yeah, starts with that and you see him walking into a throne room. But it's not just a throne room; it's actually a room with seven seats around it. <laughs> mm. And then we see him sit down and he says, "So the Scarlet Witch has been dealt with, but we need to we need to look at the real threat." And it slowly starts to pan around the circle and we get introduced to an, another Illuminati. <laughs> you ready? Uh, I love it. And so sitting next to him, we have James McAvoy's Professor X as a young man. <laughs> we then get Tom Cruise's Ultimate John Iron Cruise Man. Tom Cruise's Tony Stark. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, we, we then potentially get an alternate of Mr. Fantastic, potentially. Uh, and then here was where I was like, I was torn. I was like, you either get Jane Foster's Thor or Shane Chi as an old Mandarin. <laughs> mm. uh, and, and each of them says like a little line um, talking about this new threat. And you don't know what the threat is. And then lastly, they say, what do you think Sorcer- Sorcerer Supreme? And then the last chair is clear. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all look to the middle and there's a hologram of Kang standing there. I thought See, you, could, you could start that with great. that's too huge, but it'd be like, imagine if you like drop an Illuminati and then you kill them all off. And then at the end of the movie, you have another Illuminati going like, that'd be freaking dope. That'd be like, that's yeah. It's a lot of actors. Yeah, that's do, a, that's a, that's a really good, uh, that's, I love that's that. me dreaming. That's a really good singer. They're Disney man. Like they can do that. They're allowed to do whatever That's a, want. that's a great stinger, but. That should have that should have been the way to introduce the Illuminati. Instead of, instead of doing this Illuminati that you kill. <laughs> like just and if you want to keep the Illuminati in A three eight, yeah, cool. Keep the universe A three eight. Keep that as something that we can go to as like a safe haven or whatever, you know, and and just have that as the Illuminati. It would have been cool to see that as an incredible scene instead of shoehorning them. You could like even start with in a multiverse far, far away. Or like that. <laughs> That's a bit much. <laughs> I know, I know. Just have the Illuminati will return. Like, I don't know. Anywho. I love that. I love that. 
That's uh, so yeah. good. We should, we, you should dream. send that. You should send that uh, into. Uh, that's right. They, uh, Kevin Feige's Disney email. execs listen to our legit cool podcast. Sit through two and a half hours. No, how long are we? Two hours. <laughs> two hours. Two hours of Just chatting about the movie. Switch. And uh, and you'll hear you'll hear this this one. I'll give you this one for free. I've got plenty of others. Uh, plenty of other ideas. But you have to bring on my executive, uh, River Villy, <laughs> who's my yes. manager. Let's go. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. My, my rating, mm-hmm. after, after us chatting about it, I'm going to sit it at a comfortable 6.5. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think the moments that were fantastic in this movie were Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the Illuminati. And I think as a whole, it's just nice to be back in an MCU movie that felt like it had certain storyline stakes, but as yeah. ultimately it also lacked a lot of the stakes that a good story should have. So six and a half for, for Nath. So I can only imagine wow. your, your, your rating is going to be much worse. Because <laughs> I'm very so River. My, uh, I know. My, my first initial uh, reading when I first watched the movie was a seven. Wow, yep, yep. But after talking about it today and also thinking about this cast, thinking about the review and seeing it for a second time, I like the frustrations of this movie is just more amplified every time I watch it. And there's just not enough cool moments for me to think this. these cool moments trump some of the uh, weaker things, weaker points of this movie. And it also maybe, um, you know, allows for a little bit of lenience, but nope, that's not the case. <laughs> I, I really disliked a lot of the things that I'm frustrated about this. Um, so I give this movie a six out of ten. Six out of ten. It's, yep. It just made it beyond five. Yeah. <laughs> just made it beyond it, five. It's funny though, because if you think of like other movies in our MCU rankings that we give a six out of ten to, they're definitively much worse movies. But you now yeah. have history behind these films. You can't. You do. You can't afford oh. to have six out of tens anymore. No, you have to like to. Marvel's at a high bar. They need to like a bad Marvel movie is probably a six out of ten. Yeah, you know, which it's in the grand break, scheme of like gross ratings, eight hundred million dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They are terrible. Um, like I don't think they're going to be too worried about our success. But like, <laughs> like a good standard for Marvel films is like eight out of ten these days, right? Mm. It's like eight out of ten and beyond. But, man, you know, I had this, like, we should wrap up, but I had this, like, thing. I just had, like, this this really cool, like, daydreaming moment when I was, like, catching the train the other day. Like, after seeing Doctor Strange, I was like, oh, can you just imagine if we got Christopher Nolan to direct the Marvel movie? <laughs> oh, my goodness. He could do Blade. He could oh do Blade. My goodness. He could do Blade. He could do Blade. I don't know how he does with fantasy, though. True. I mean, I mean it's all sci-fi Inception. fantasy, but, you know. Yeah. yeah, Inception, I guess that's like sci-fi. But just imagine, you know, like Marvel has been pulling all these movies that are pretty much become sort of cookie-cutter Marvel movies now. Yeah. Um, granted, some of them are a little kind of their own and non-Marvel-esque, you know, like Eternals or something like that. Eternals like is a very sort of grounded aesthetic of a world. But for the most part, all the properties are just pretty marvel Can you imagine if they just said, hey, we're going to switch things up. We're going to change gears, change tones. We're going to bring in Christopher Nolan, and he's going to make this crazy movie. What movie would oh, he make? Who would I he, don't who know. Would... That's the thing. I don't know what movie he would They're make. They're running out of properties. <laughs> he could do Black they Knight. Are. He could do Black Knight. He could do Black Knight. Yeah, he could do Black Knight. Like, because, you know, that's a character that we don't know anything about. Mm. And 
it would be a great way to introduce an unknown character who probably doesn't have really cool powers like all the other superheroes by by bringing in a a, a hot shot like Christopher Nolan, you know, a super experienced and super talented director. Yeah, like that'll be crazy. Good. Um, I'd really love to see Edgar Wright return. I reckon Marvel could renegotiate mm. a better. Yeah, it's true. a diff- different season for um, Marvel, and like. Mm. He's he's definitely a new well, he's a he's definitely a Sorry, power director uh, who could um who could do something really fantastic. Uh, maybe along the lines of something similar to Guardians or um again like Ant Man, just just bring him back to Ant Man, make the movies we yeah. wanted to make. You switch Kenneth Branagh for a Taika Waititi, there's a lot that you could do switching someone for Edgar Wright. I'm not exactly sure who, yeah. but yeah. Uh, give him a property that's already got legs, like yeah. Mm. And I think Christopher Nolan would deserve a property that's got legs as well. You know, like you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I think like even in some ways, giving Chloe Zhao Eternals is a bit rough, but at the same time, it makes a bit mm. of sense too. It's yeah, it's interesting. I like not all properties are made equal, and not all directors have the same vision for these kinds of stories as they yeah. would for stories that they're used to telling either. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, mm. that's my little dream. Cool, cool. <laughs> so let's wrap um, this up. Um, um, where can everyone find you, Nate? Oh, man. Uh, as of now, guys. The I'd new Instagram. To, I'd love to encourage you guys to find my new Instagram. We won't go too much into the story, but um, uh, my, uh, my, my, new, my variant, there's a variant of me running around on Instagram <laughs> at the moment. Uh, we need to shut him down. Uh, you can find me now at, at NP. Oh, oh, no, that's not. Don't follow that one. That's auto automatic. <laughs> uh, you can find me at again. you can find me at Nath underscore underscore Sammy S A M I Nath underscore underscore Sammy on Instagram. It'll be all running, eating, food, and nerdy movie podcast talk on my Insta. <laughs> and Love you, that. And for me, you can find my personal Instagram is at river underscore V-I-L-I, the legit cool podcast, which is the one that's more important out of all of these. Sorry, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> is you should follow at legit cool podcast on Instagram. And on Facebook, you can find us at legit cool uh, movie talk. And obviously on Spotify or whatever streaming service you are, or streaming service, well, listening platform you're listening from, make sure you hit the notifications button and be sure to look out for our next episodes, which is going to be finishing off the legacy series with Christopher Nolan movies. There's three more movies to go. I also want to release French Dispatch, which is a long time coming. That's going to be pretty exciting. And then we're also going to finish off the uh, Moon Knight, not finish off, we haven't even started Moon Knight, but review and recap the Moon Knight series, and we'll probably bring JC back on for that one as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for jumping Ah! into the Jekyll podcast, and we will catch you again soon. Bye, everyone. Ciao.